All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live from the GON Outdoors Blast. I am your host, Alex DeBoard. As always, Cody and Nick's right over here beside me. We're kicking it up and kicking it down. We got the SWI guys gathered around. We're having all kinds of fun. It's going to be a good time. If you ain't here, you're missing out. Come sit with us a while. Nicholas, what is going on? You and Cody's worked yourselves nearly to the bone over here. God dang, boy, you showed up like a blister, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Right after all the work was done. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I like that. Man, it's been a great time already. We're having fun with some great friends that we've already showed up here. And who other than standing right in front of us is Clayton's own Mayor Donnie Cornelson. How are you, Donnie? Good to see you. Good to be here. Well, hey, he bought a hat. And uh, I promise, if anybody in Clayton's going to kill a big buck this year wearing a talk about it outdoors hat, it's going to be Donnie. He's going to hammer one down. Right <laughs> oh, he's probably waiting on to drag that crossbow out. I bet, he, I bet he's got him a new one. What, Donnie, go down there and put them headphones on so you can hear what we're Donnie, saying. Come down, here. come down here and talk for a minute anyway with us. Goodness gracious. Man, it's a good turnout so far. For this. It is a great turnout. Early Friday, we're what? Uh, two thirty. Two thirty in the in the time, and it's uh, it's already been good so far. So, yep. Donnie, yes. uh, what's going on in your world? Tell us a little something. What do you want to know? Don't cuss. That's all you can do. <laughs> <laughs> Cody doesn't give me the code, uh, guidelines. <laughs> I made him sign a waiver. Yeah. Oh he, he goodness! Said, I told him what I'd like to say, and he said, "Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa." <laughs> well. You we know. appreciate you coming by and seeing us. Adam told me I was going to be down here, and I got all excited. I took off from work. Well, that probably yeah, wasn't wow. too hard for you. <laughs> I, hope, I hope it wasn't for us. <laughs> I did. I he, did. Came, he, came to, he came to see us. Donnie's been a great friend of mine. I've known him my entire life. He's somebody I used to go to bow shoots with, spend a lot of time with. And thinking back on those memories, man, it's been fun. Well, it? I used to remember... I could tell when bow season was fixed to come around, Alex D. Board come driving in. <laughs> Can we shoot the bow? Can we let's make sure it's online, you know, because I got a place fixed up out there behind the house. Oh, that's he's right. got a he's got a six by six target. He got tired of chasing them targets and pay, uh, them, them uh, arrows and paying for them. Well, after let's see, Cody's been up there some. Yeah, yep. And Alex, <laughs> but when we get done, then I have to be careful because a bush hog back there. That's right. <laughs> see him one through the side see of the chicken arrows. house. <laughs> I have to watch for arrows. I go down through there looking for the knocks and everything. But uh, well, Donnie, you're you're probably one of the I guess founders or older members in the community that we know and that, that kind of support us anymore. And so, what do you? I know you listen to our show. What do you think about it? I mean, it's it, great. It's great. Like we was talking, I've known Alex and Cody since they was yeah. to my knee. Mm-hmm. And to see y'all come up, I'm not too familiar with you, but we'll get acquainted. After. Right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> well, we appreciate but you listening and tuning in. Just see young kids and what y'all have come up to, and your parents now. I mean, it, I coached Alex on the ball team, and me and him was talking about that a while ago. He remembers. that was twenty something years, probably twenty five years ago. No, it's been longer than that because we was little Dizzy Dean, six, seven year old oh, doing yeah. it. I mean, so yeah. that's been twenty eight years ago. I mean. If you turned sideways, you were so skinny back then. If he turned sideways on the base, I couldn't see it. You know, I thought, still that way. I, I thought he'd got off the base. I'm over doing this. You know? oh, I just, I just got taller now, Donnie. That's what it is. Just got a little taller. That's it. Oh, I ain't man, grew much this way. I think I can still get in those same pants. And then he had to jump around in the shower to get wet. <laughs> oh, out of boy, out of boy. Well, hey, I can't thank you enough for coming out oh, and supporting yeah. us. And I was tickled to death. I said when Adam said. 
y'all were going to be down here? I said, I'm getting off from work. We're going. Hey, and well, I, we and appreciate it. And I've just bought a new crossbow. I'm waiting on them to set it up. So we'll What be kind did you buy? A bear. Oh, okay. Okay. But I, the sights is what sold me. Really? When you're old and wearing glasses, you need all the yeah. help you can. It's got a scope on it, though, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, but Is it illuminated? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but once you set it at 20, then it's 30, 40 feet. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's, yeah. You know how them salesmen are. Oh, I'm sure they sold you everything <laughs> under the sun. Oh, yeah. But you got more money than I got, no. so you can afford that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, Oh, I well. hope my wife ain't listening to this. <laughs> she ain't. She, if she is, uh, I, I give him a loan to get it. That's what it but was. But y'all, y'all keep it up. Y'all keep this up. We need more of this. Well, we enjoy good old, it. Good old country boys. Enjoying what they do. You, you work. It. You've worked. You've been raised to work. And we're just enjoying we as we, we go. We can't talk politics, so we got to be quiet. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we're no. just talking about deer hunting. and. Uh, well, if we get on the political side of things, we'll all be in trouble. Well, I, yeah, I, we, right. we, no, we, we need to get it. This we need helps forget about it for a few minutes that's right that's Just right and that's what stuff li- like this does listening to it it helps so much you, you get away from the troubles and trials in life that's right and, it, and i'm so proud of y'all well we appreciate you coming well, out hey. and then talking to us for a little bit hey, I, and uh i've always wanted to do this <laughs> hey when hey you just come over to the house and we'll really tell some well, stories sometime oh. Oh yeah, I've got a few. I guarantee you do. We'll I guarantee un- you do. We'll have an uncut, we'll have an uncut section. No, we will. We'll be nice. I mean, it's, it's, it's. Donnie can be nice for anybody that listens to this. Donnie can be nice. And, I've heard him do it. And, and the last time I seen him, you still how's your hand? Oh, hands great. Hands back in action. Okay. We, we we firing on all cylinders. That bow's shooting just as good as it ever has. <laughs> Okay. I may, I, I'm getting a little older now. I can't see quite as good, so I'm going to blame it on that when I can't shoot as good. Remember to do this. Uh, that's right. Before you shoot, do that. Oh, they'll fly off your face. <laughs> oh, well, Donnie, thanks for hey, coming by and I, being with us. I appreciate y'all letting me do this. Hey, shoot, oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're the first guest of the GON 2021 Outdoor Blast. I mean, what more could we ask for? I, I love it's this. only going to go. It's only going to go down from here. That's all I got to say. It's only going to go downhill from here. <laughs> well. Here, let's stand on the step ladder. It might go up. Make you go up. Oh me! Well, hey, everybody. Donnie Cornelson, Clayton's a very own mayor. He came and spoke with us for a little bit, and uh, hey, y'all just stay with us for a little bit. We're gonna have all kinds of fun people coming on, so we'll be back in a bit. Live back at the GON Outdoor Blast, we've got Mr. Chandler Elmore with Southeast Wildlife Innovations here with us. Y'all might remember him back from episode 20 when we traveled down to the compound and he led us into the inner sanctum and let us look it over a little bit. So, Chandler, good to be here with you. Thanks for inviting us to tag along with you on this trip. Glad to have y'all here. Has it been uh, Has it been what you wanted it to be so far? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been a really good Friday, but Saturday's always where it's at. Is it... Uh, is it nice being up in this part of the world or do you prefer it yeah back actually the old place? i like this place better than the last one this is a real nice setup it is it is well since we talked to you last you know there's been some big excitement that we alluded to on the show when we we were on with you about the uh xxl mineral that you've got right and so tell us a little bit about that and what it's done for you this year oh it's been burning it up it uh actually that mineral is designed specifically for east of the mississippi um Enough salt in it to be extremely attractive, but at the same time, it's not a, a salt lick by any means. It's a health-based, bone-pushing type mineral. Um, it does have weatherization in it, uh, which is very uncommon. And what do you mean by that, weatherization? Whereas to whether it gets rained on, that kind of thing, it's not going to clump up, turn into a rock, all, you know, 
it's going to come back to its original form. Does it de- deteriorate down into the soil, or does it you know some stay soil pretty? will absorb it, but no, it doesn't deteriorate down into it. You don't have to mix it or anything like that. Right, right. Well, I know it's been it's been good for me this year so far. You know, we put it out and we've had deer coming to it. What is what is the crumble that's in there though? There's it's almost like a corn looking crumble inside of it. It's not corn though, is no, it? No, that's a um, um, chelated mineral. Okay, but. We'll get into all that scientific stuff tomorrow. We'll get Mike on the phone like we talked about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, we appreciate being here with you. And uh, what's, what's, what's you know, next for SWI? I know you've got a lot of the, stuff. When we finish here, it'll be the Buckarama in Perry, Georgia. What and weekend then it'll be is off that? To next weekend. Okay. so it's And then it'll be off to planting as hard as we can get it. Yeah. Got to get those fall Wide food plots open. in. You ready for deer season? Oh, yeah. Always. It never ends. <laughs> year round. Well, you turkey you hunt it. too, don't you? Well, yeah, but I mean, deer season next year's already begun. You got any good ones on camera? Oh, yeah, I got a few. <laughs> yeah, a few well, yeah, I there. hope so. As much mineral and stuff as you've been pumping to them. Yeah. We got to see some. We got to see another justified. Oh yeah, he's over your left shoulder. I know, <laughs> and and I can't wait to see what uh, what comes out for you guys. So going into this show, you know, it was a lot of fun for us to start planning and, and building towards it. And I think the biggest thing for us was the unknown. You know, we kind of had an unknown atmosphere about us that we didn't know what this stuff was about. So right. for us, getting here and getting set up and, and being a part of it's been a been a lot of fun, and we really enjoyed it so far. So. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And it's only going to get better from here on out throughout the weekend. What do you th- Go ahead, Nick. I, I'm just going to say I can't wait. <laughs> Today has been so much fun. Yeah, talking to people and meeting folks, and I think that's the biggest thing is – introducing them to something that they may not know with the the SWI stuff and then being able to talk to them and tell them hey you can go over here and listen to this you can talk about that and it's when Nick had a guy a minute ago he said uh, let's talk about it and Nick said that's it let's talk about it that's <laughs> what it is that's it all outdoors. we do <laughs> and so it's been a lot of fun already and you got some new stuff on your website too right oh yeah a lot of new shirts hats all the apparel we have all that here ready to go as well what is the website name? Because I think it's done a little bit of change in www.swisupreme.com. So www.swisupreme.com. You can go on over there and you can pick up hats, shirts. You can see anything you want to see about that stuff on the website. And your your social media has been popping pretty good. For oh, yeah, you. it's jumping. Yeah, it, well, it should be. <laughs> you know, that's the place to be promoting right now. So. Well, we won't get into the science. We won't go and get into any of that stuff till tomorrow, but we just wanted to take a second and jump on with you and say we appreciate you having us out with you. And uh, I appreciate y'all coming out. Look forward to the uh, to the ensuing slaughter fest that we hope is, oh, uh, yeah. is the rest of the season. So uh-huh. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, Chandler Elmore, SWI. Here with Nick and I, and uh, hey, he's going to have to put up with us all weekend. I don't know. Right. He had us no. for one night, he, <laughs> and he, he asked us to come back, so we may not have been too bad, Nick. So, all right, Chandler, we'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, we've got Mr. Donald Jarrett from the Mossy Oak Pro Staff, and I guess for me it's more of a uh, a lot of fun to sit and talk with a guy. He's actually an outdoor rider for G-O-N-A-O-N. He is pro staff part of Jeb's Choke. So, Donald, thank you for taking the time to come over and speak with Nick. Absolutely. I. Appreciate you having me over. I know Nick's been a, a, a buzz about him since he <laughs> talked to you that first day. He said, listen, I've got to talk to this guy. We've got to have him on the show. I said, well, come on with it because this is my turkey man right here, and he knows all about it. So we appreciate you taking the time Shoot to come yeah, speak man. with us. Glad to do it. So coming to this show, uh, is it something you've done for quite a few yeah, years now? Yeah, absolutely. I've kind of followed the show around. You know, it's been different parts of the state. 
this uh, the first year here at this venue, and it's really cool here. I like this. Do you like it better here than I you do? do the other? I do. I, I will say this though, and no offense intended to anybody. I, I, I like where I like the venue. I despise the location because I got to come through Atlanta to get here. He's like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like us coming from the south side. He don't want right. to come through Atlanta. I so. don't. Yeah, I we don't. come. We to can the, understand. We go to the north side and going down south. It's <laughs> yeah, like, oh my yeah, god, I got to go through Atlanta. It's a dread. Well, Donald, tell us about your career. Tell us where you got started at. Well, I, you know, just like everybody else that, that enjoys the hunting, the great outdoors is just growing up. My dad teached me how to hunt and fish, you know, and, it, and my passion just exploded from the get-go. Uh, it's something I've always, it's been a huge part of my life. Before I ever even mentioned the word pro staff in my name, it was just, I was just doing what I did, you know, between hunting and fishing. Uh, but it grew as I got older and uh Really, the, the turkey hunting opened so many doors for me, and the passion for turkey hunting didn't come from, I didn't just wake up one day and go, hey, I want to go turkey hunting. Uh, it was uh, put in there by the Lord. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And, and that passion has opened up so many doors uh, with the people I work with. And somebody mentioned to me one day when I, when I landed with Mossy Oak, he said, well, you, you really hit big time now. And I said, no. It doesn't make me anything special being on any of these staffs. It just makes me part of something that is. So that's how, again, keep it in perspective. Yeah. You've got to stay humble in this business or you won't be in it. So, But between uh, riding, uh, working for an outfitter in South Dakota for many, many years, guiding turkey hunters, uh, now on that outfit, he gave me the outfit. He said, I mean, if you help me build it, it's time for me to hang it up. It's yours. So. Just great things just continue to happen, and uh, the, but the best thing about all of it to me is I've met so many great people over the years. It's just fantastic. Did you ever feel like that there was a time when you started doing all this that, that work got in the way of your passion that you had for the outdoors? Uh, n- no, because uh, I, what I did was I tried to prioritize. I knew where my bread and butter came from, but I always was able to uh, finagle schedules and make it work. And sometimes I had to push a little harder than I wanted to to do it because uh, I felt like I was messing something else up in the process. But, uh, no, I've, I've been very fortunate, very blessed to have people around me that have supported what I do and have helped me schedule things through my job uh, with Georgia Power. So you work for Georgia Power? I do. I work at uh, Wallace Dam Hydro in Central okay. Georgia Hydro down there on Lake Oconee and Sinclair between those two. So I had an uncle that spent 38 years at, at Georgia Power. Did so, yeah, he was in Canton, Tommy oh, Johnson. Yep, okay. He was up there for, for a lot of years. Well, so. I've, I've got 37 with him now, so okay. I'm about to catch him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's retired now. He's yeah. sitting at home enjoying right. it. And he was a, I'll look forward to that day. Now, I'll tell you one thing. When I heard you say that you were a writer for, for GON mm. and a writer for AON, and to me that's that's – a passion that I've always had. I've loved riding since I was a kid. I've always enjoyed that. And to, to hear you say that, it may not, you know, in today's world, riding is not something that gets looked at as, as a, I guess, a big thing anymore right. because the magazines are not that popular. You know, people still get them and they peruse through them and they don't look at them the way that I do. Right. You know, I sit down and I want to read a story. And, sure. you know, take me through that and how you got started into a career in riding. Well, uh, I got started, actually, I, I won a week. Um, of a truck buck shootout way back in 1996. Oh, okay. And uh, one of the things that they asked us to do was just write a brief story about your hunt. Mm-hmm. And they told a little bit about it in the magazine. And uh, I did that, and when I got through, 
uh, whoever I talked to, I don't remember if it was Daryl Kirby or Brad Gill, whoever it was at the time, they said, hey, have you read this story? And <laughs> they said, yeah. He said, he needs to write for us. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But uh, over time, I started working on just a journal. And, I, and long story short, I wrote a, I ended up writing a book. And okay. the book got published. So I got the book published. And G.O.N. called me to do a, uh, an interview article on hunting public land turkeys. And after that, we hung up on that. Uh, Brad Gill said, uh, what do you think about doing some writing for us? And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I thought I knew how to write. But Brad and, and Daryl, they really taught me a lot about writing. And it's evolved into writing freelance for them. I've been writing for them since probably around 2000, 2002, somewhere around there. And... Um, I wrote that book. I've got some other books in the work, and I've started writing for Georgia Outdoor News. And then, of course, Alabama Outdoor News came on later. That's a sister company. And now I write also for, for Mossy Oak as well. So it's, it's just kind of snowball thing again, you know. What is the name of the book? It's called Compositions of a Sickness, which is sitting there's some copies over there at the Pistol Creek booth if you're interested. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's over there. I, I, it went out of print there for a few years. I wrote it a long time ago, but... Uh, through the encouragement of a lot of people like Duncan Doby, who's here somewhere today, um, I got it back in print, and it's done really well. To me, that's that's one of the coolest things to get to sit and talk to, because Brad, we actually, and where I wanted to lead into, we did a, a fundraiser earlier this year through a partnership we made with the KT team and Kerry Terrell. Right. So yep. we went down and hunted with those guys, yep. and I had wrote, uh, someone at GON on their Facebook page and said, I wrote out a little article here, you know, this is what we did with it. And the lady wrote me back, or the man, whoever runs that page, and said, I'd like for you to send this to Mr. Gill. And, and I was like, oh, God, who is this? And I got to looking it's, up. It's and it was Brad, that's not Mr. Well, I, I sent, I sent <laughs> it to him, and, and he, he said, he, he said, you got a great story here, Alex. He said, but I don't want to bust you bubble. He said, you're all over the place. And, and I tend to go from one end, of, but I took that as constructive it, criticism it and wrote it. I'm rewriting that story now using the pyramid scheme yeah. that he laid out for me. I had heard that when I was in grade school, yeah. and I knew exactly what he meant when he told me that. So yep. I restarted writing that article, and I told him, I said, I get in a hurry sometimes. I overtalk myself. Sure. and I, He said, slow down and take your time and write me a good story. He said, you've got a good thing going here. And when I heard that, I called Nick. I was fired up. As <laughs> I was like, he wrote me back. You know, it's so neat. And Because it, it was to me. I mean, because yeah. I've read, what's the guy that's in the back of GON now? Who writes oh, Daryl Gay. Yeah, Daryl Gay. I've yeah. read a bunch of his stories. Yeah. And I've always read the uh, Fall Fiction series sure. that came yeah. in. And I always took a lot away from that and wanted to do more with writing. And, of course, I've gotten busy as life goes on yeah. and not get he, to do he, it as he, much. And you've got to be in the mood to do it, too. It's kind of like drawing or anything else if you're not in the mood you might as well not because it usually doesn't turn out I've thrown a lot of stuff in the trash over the years but um, working under a deadline actually is is hit or miss for a lot of people some it kind of motivates me it does yeah that'll say hey just send us some ideas on your articles what you're going to write this spring because I just do the turkey articles for them and uh, I just tell them the same thing hey what, what time frame we're we looking at right. when he gives me a date I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> once I start, and I think you'll find this if you'll pursue it, uh, once I start writing something, 
then I catch the mood and then I get into it. And uh, if, if it's in your heart that you want to do that as a passion, I strongly uh, recommend you pursuing that. Well, I appreciate that because I used to get on the GON forum and write, and I started yeah. a story on there about a young boy that was a, a coon hunter with an old man, and I would write it, and I would leave them hanging, and I would write it every Come week. Yeah. And for, for months, guys were like, you oh, you got to give us the rest of this story. And there you go. got busy with life and everything else and kind of fell away from it. And I've always thought about going back and finding that on there you and starting it back you up should. again for that because it was if, – If you'll set aside times when you're – I know you're busy. Everybody's busy with life, doing life, but I've always got time to do it. It's a matter of doing it. Uh, rainy days, at night, in the evenings, off days, whatever. There's time somewhere that you can put in an hour here and an hour there, and uh, you'll be surprised what you can do with that. I think it's anything you do anymore. If you it don't, is. if you don't put time into it, it's just like Nick and I doing this podcast. We've right. set, we've got a set schedule. We're going to record twice a week. We're going to have it at six thirty. We're doing it, and we've made that. And I just need to set aside that time because it, like I said, it's neat for me to sit here and talk with anybody that takes sure. the time to write because. It, it is a lost art. It is. And it is something it is. that's going away, it unfortunately. Is. But keep in mind also. My writing with Mossy Oak is it's not in a magazine. I'm not saying it would never be. All of it's web-based stuff. Right. And uh, I thought, you know, I don't, I don't really want to do web-based stuff. And Ronnie Cuz Strickland, who I'm sure anybody that knows anything about Mossy Oak That's knows right, who that yeah. is. He's, you need to, you need to do it. I said, okay. So he's my boss too. So I guess I, I had to. But uh, it turned out to be a good thing. It's been real good. And 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 you'll find also that. Depending on who you write for, also there's different parameters that you got to work within. Mossy Oak has let me just go with it, whatever I want to do. So I wrote an article this spring uh, just prior to turkey season, and it's called uh, The Broad Perspective of Turkey Hunting. And I had grown men that I didn't even know from around the country calling me crying about that article. And I, I'd love for y'all to read it sometime, but the point is... I can't do some articles. My stuff with Georgia Outdoor News is, is good stuff as far as they want how-to stuff. You know, that's what they're looking for. I, I do that, but I also incorporate story in there too, which helps me because that's what I'd rather do. With Mossy Oak, it's like whatever I send them is good. So the more you do it, the more you'll find uh, the audience for it. You said it was the broad perspective broad of Broad perspective of turkey hunting. How is it working with Mossy Oak and Toxie and those guys? Well, it's great. Uh, I love the company. I love the atmosphere that they, they, they portray because what you see on TV and the, the caring about these things that they promote, uh, the wildlife, the, the habitat, and so forth and so on, that's the real deal. It's not, a, it's not a put on. It's like, let me put on my commercial face. That's who Mossy Oak is, and it's a family atmosphere, and I know that's kind of cliche, but it's true because uh, that's how they treat us as employees, but they also uh, treat the, the public the same way. I mean, you got time for you, you know. Yeah. I, I go to Nashville every year, and, and they'll be in the booth, and, and everybody wants to go see them, you know, yeah. which understandably so, and, and they make time for everybody they can, you know. That's good. Yeah. So the real reason you're here is to help Pistol Creek and run a new uh, division of turkey 
contest, correct? That's right. Yeah, what, wait, wait. Is that that same turkey contest you were squawking all week about? <laughs> I've heard you on the phone. Couldn't even talk to you. You had that mouth calling your mouth. Well, I, I said I might want to try it. I, I don't think know. You we'll should. see what happens. I think you should. The mood might change tomorrow. I don't know. No, you get on in there one time get your feet wet. It's, we're hoping it's something that's going to grow. Yeah, tell us about What's the name of it again? It's called uh, the Yona Invitational. And, uh, that Where did the name come from? The, I'm Sorry. glad you asked. That's exactly yeah. what I was say. The name came for, for, from two places. Um, and Yona's not a common name. Uh, not many people have ever heard it. But I grew up, uh, and, and I, in fact, I cut my teeth turkey hunting in the, in the North Georgia mountains. And uh, we had a cabin on a little lake up North Georgia just outside of Tacoa on Lake Yona. It's, it's my heart's in that lake. And uh, John Browning of Pistol Creek, uh, he lives uh, up around Dahlonega, and there's a mountain up there called Mount Yona. So we took that, those two places and ideas and just put it together and call it Yona Invitational. But uh, we hope it's something that's going to grow. Uh, we'll see what our turnout is tomorrow. Right now it seems to be pretty good buzz about it. And uh, if it is something that grows, then we're going to keep it going. We that's, hope we can. That's awesome. Will it? Go ahead, I'm sorry, Nick. Will it be something that just happens here? or Not necessarily. We're going gonna... uh, to stay flexible. It, it could be something that we do in different parts of the state. Right. It, it could be something that we we land in a spot and it's like, yeah, this is home with it. Uh, <clears throat> there are a lot of possibilities out there, but we just want to see how it goes tomorrow and, and go from there. What else is a buzz about the show that you want to talk about? Anything that's that's on your mind? <laughs> well, I'm just glad to see the crowd that's here today. Uh, you know, with COVID rearing its ugly head again, and we wonder how that was going to affect it. So far, I'd say it's doing pretty well. Um, just the buzz is just that it's great that that everybody can come out and do some things together again. You know, it's just kind of shut down and on the sideline for a yep. little while, and that that was rough uh, because. What you guys do, what I do, and a lot of these other people in here, some people making good living doing this, some making good supplemental income, and, and then there's the, the customer and the client who, who governs it all in my book that they have no place to go. There's nothing to do. You know, they miss it. And if you're, if you're like me in the outdoor sense of things, if you don't get to do your thing, you get a little irritable after a while. That's right. So it's good to have it, have it back in, you know, and be able to come do this this week. It's That's almost right. there's a buzz about there's a buzz about um, people's demeanor to me that I walked around. I've seen people smiling more than yep. you know. I used to go to trade shows and things, and it was like it was always a push to sell something to you. And it's almost now walking around here today that it's it's like the fellowships back again right. to it, me i mean you, you, everybody you walk by it's like hey you I've doing man that. you know and I, i've enjoyed seeing me that too. me too and it's because the old old saying you know you don't know what you got until it's gone that's right and uh people missed it i think they did I, mean, I you think can, <laughs> you can see the crowds in walmart they're not happy but you coming in here and these this group of people this, there's a lot of people happy today to people running across the parking lot to get in the door they're happy to be they get in here in a little bit so that's right well i you know i want to spend some time with you again in the future and do an episode with you and you know in a little bit more uh controlled setting so we could really get down to the brass tacks of it and nick as much a passion as he's had about turkey hunting he's rubbed off on me i ain't never turkey right. hunted in my life right. other than a few times let me give you some <laughs> advice if, if you haven't done it much or maybe you just really don't need to because it's gonna i tell everybody you, you need a, a good wife and a good job because if you don't you'll lose both of them <laughs> it's, it's turkey hunting is as good as it gets to me on the, in the outdoor world uh 
I fell in love with the first turkey I heard gobbled in North Georgia Mountains, you know, April the 4th, 1989. And it was, uh, it was 38 degrees, and I thought, you know, turkey going to gobble in this. And I didn't know. I was green. I was right. as green as these mic covers. And, and uh, when I heard that turkey gobble, I thought, what in the world have I been doing? <laughs> and it's, it's still the same today, and I've been doing it for 33 years, and it it's never gets old, never. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Well, I'm I'm glad you were uh, you were able to break away and take the time to Shoot, come man, over I'm here with us. And it. like I said, uh, Nick's you you got yeah. you got something, Nick? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him with them. Hit him. Donald always asks uh, people two questions at the end of every show, and and hopefully we'll get you back on sometime this sure, weekend. Absolutely. But um, if you had one, since you're a turkey hunter, if you had one piece of advice, what would you give a, a new turkey hunter? Well, I think. Do, and that's a good question, but the, the question to me, me, it goes deeper than just what you're asking because my, my answer would be, and I hate to use this as, a, as an example, but it would be to go back to what that article I told you about is it's called, go back to and understand what the broad perspective of hunting is. Don't go in with a mindset that I got to kill them all. Uh, don't go in with a mindset that... Uh, I got to kill more of my buddy. It's not a competition. The only competition you need is out there standing on a limb. That's the dude. He's the master of the woods. That's the only turkey master I've ever met. And he, he gobbles and he scratches and leaves and he and he sits on a limb. Keep those keep things in perspective. Learn to balance your life at home and your job because and seriously, it can interfere because it is the most addictive thing I've ever done. Might not be that way for everybody. I've never been one that could put it down. So keep those things in mind when you get into it and take a lot of patience with you in the woods because that kills more turkeys than anything. Uh, You know, I used to laugh at the old school hunters because when I I got into turkey hunting back in 1989, I was kind of in the between. Uh, Old school was yelp three times, put it down. (laughs) New school was running gun. Well, I was 24 years old. I'm like, man, I'm ready to run. (laughs) I heard him gobble, I got to go. But I'm going to tell you something because of – getting smarter uh, through, through the lumps and, and the bruises I've taken in the turkey woods and getting older too I've slowed down some now I can still run and I promise you I can walk with anybody in this building all day long I don't do it at the same pace I used to but right. I can but I'd rather not uh, if I need to go I'll go if I don't I don't I just need one speed back then so don't go in with a mindset that you know it's got to be wide open it's all or nothing I've killed turkeys hours after i struck them by being patient that patient word's the biggest the biggest thing and and get you a good seat because you're not going to be patient and sit long if you don't have that <laughs> what kind of shotgun you shoot i shoot a winchester 1300 pump that they don't even make anymore got old laminated green stock forearm that my daddy and i were at a, a gun show to make a coliseum uh, following my first spring the first turkey i killed was with old uh, single shot 12 gauge, two and three quarter, and when I killed that turkey, he didn't know if he'd been hit by a bus or <laughs> run over or what. It didn't, it didn't, baseball bat, it didn't make any difference. That'd be some other good advice. Don't get caught up in the commercialism of turkey hunting or deer hunting or anything else you do. There's great products out there. Uh, the TSS is all the craze. Uh, you know, there's better guns, better chokes, better loads, all that stuff, and it's good stuff, but... Uh, you don't have to have that to be successful in turkey woods, but the key is being knowing what the definition of success is. Right. It's not always pulling the trigger. That's right. Yeah, and that's, I think, uh, 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 about a solid answer is that question that you could get. So. That's it. That's it. 
All right, Donald, last question for me. What are you most thankful for? I'm thankful that I was brought up where I was and the way I was. And uh, I'd like to, to emphasize that uh, a little differently in that my daddy had a huge role in that. And I lost my daddy June the 5th of this year. And uh, I'm very thankful for everything he showed me because my daddy wasn't a turkey hunter. Yeah. But he, he was an outdoorsman. He was a right. hunter and a hardworking man. And, and he taught me how to work and how to live. I'm thankful for those things because if it weren't for that upbringing and that root, I wouldn't have grown to where I am today. Amen. You can't, he, can't hit that answer. Couldn't be nope. better said. I got, nope. I got chill bumps <laughs> running up here. Yeah. I know. So, Donald, we really do appreciate you taking the time to come out over here. Man, I, I know it's going to be a busy day tomorrow for you and – us and oh, we gonna hey, he gonna have to put up with us again. I enjoy <laughs> that twenty minutes right there. He's hey, gonna have this might be a two parter for sure. I, I, huh? I'm gonna tell you just like I told Nick the first day I talked to him. I'm gonna let you know this, Alex. Uh, don't bring up turkeys or turkey hunting around me unless you're prepared because you're opening up a big old can. <laughs> well, I can promise you, Nick will be the one bringing them up. Hey. I'll sit there and listen. Uh, I'll talk to y'all both get sick of it. I'll be over here pulling plugs. For oh, <laughs> Lord of mercy. Well, that's great. Well, Donald, we, like Nick said, we appreciate you taking appreciate the time to come and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what y'all are doing. I, I love y'all's approach. I think this is a great thing. Tell me how I can access your your podcast so you can go over to to any of the uh, social media platforms facebook instagrams and stuff but you can listen to it on the uh, apple podcast you can find it on spotify you can also find it on youtube and you can link through that and find Absolutely. us there so any of that great. stuff you can find I've, it and i've got some of those we've so. got we've got several episodes out there that i promise a turkey hunter would enjoy well, now there there's some right. really really good ones i mean it was it I, was a lot of fun I, to, that's good and and like I said, if you ever want want another turkey episode, holler. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you won't have to worry about that. Nick's all about getting some turkey episodes. But like I said, good luck this weekend. Thank and, you so and much. And for anybody that wants to wants to compete in the future, they won't hear this till after the fact. But the Yona right. Invitational is something that I'm sure you'll be putting out there on all of the social media. Absolutely. And introducing more and more people to yes, it. Yes, that's the plan. Uh, again, we hope the turnout's good. We feel like it will be. And – you know, to me, it's already a success. When I stand in that room and I see just that, that little room where it's going to be and think about the potential of things, you know, you, there's no sense in doing anything if you can't dream. You oh, know? yeah. So we dream of this thing being really big one day. Georgia needs it. The country needs it. The, the, these callers need it, and then they crave it. And, and the callers tell me that it's not about Grand National qualifying, which is important. It, it's not about necessarily when it's about stage time so right. these things that pop up around they jump on them and so we're counting on that tomorrow i got one more thing. lay it on me i can if, sit here long if you if you hear that old broken hen up there tomorrow it may <laughs> sound like she's got covid it might be me <laughs> hey i've heard some in the woods that, that wouldn't win a competition one so yeah. oh god <laughs> I, I didn't expect you to say that. that well, pretty good. I'll, I'll be on the other side of the curtain, so if I yeah. hear that, I'm going to give him a boy. Yeah. <laughs> give him a little tick mark. There he is. Real quick, before we stop, though, I, I do want you to tell me the divisions that are in the Yona. Okay, we have the uh, the Polts, uh, which is the, the little kids, and we've got the Juniors, which is a little bit older. What, what are those ages? Sorry. Polts goes up to like 9 or 10, and 10 to, say, 15. I, I've got it written down. i Right, you know, I mean, just yeah, a general general level. roundabout, and then you go to the hunter division, which anybody can get in the hunter division. The hunter division is just a little di- bit different uh, 
list of calls that you have to perform. It's more woodsy stuff. It's not all the fancy, you know, the stuff you'll hear at the Grand Nationals. You might you could hear anything there. Uh, and then we'll go to the the friction, which anybody's eligible for that. And uh, then you've got the, the the open, which generally is ruled by mouth callers, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. I mean, you can take friction call in there, mix it up, whatever you want to do. So that's what we got. Um, our payout's pretty good for the for those last two divisions. I think first place is somewhere around seven hundred and fifty bucks. So wow, nice little paycheck and, if you hit it. And you got an owl hoop, right? Yep, got owl envision. Yep. I'm sorry, yep, glad yep. you brought that up. Yep. Uh, we'll probably do that first and then move into the uh, the Pults and juniors hunters. Can you do an owl hoop with your mouth? I can, but I'm not going to. Right now. <laughs> in fact, I don't. That's all I use in the woods. I don't. I don't have an owl hooter. Well, I think I do have one, but I don't. Oh I don't goodness! <laughs> mine's a little higher pitched. People will be looking around like, "What the hell?" Is that? Yeah, mine's more of a yell. But <laughs> hey, hey, name of oh! I'm not trying to call him up, which I do. I do call up a lot of owls, but uh, we got a natural crow right here. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. I, that, that's good stuff too, right? Tom? Oh Make God! Him Make him talk. Well, you, I sound like Jerry Clower when I try to do an owl. Oh, well, Donald, we sure appreciate, appreciate it. And, uh, appreciate we, we thank you yeah. for uh, spending you. the time with us. We're going to have fun this weekend with you, I'm, I'm sure. And hey. I can't wait to talk to you in the future. I look forward to it. Thank yes, you, sir. guys. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. We have got a special guest at the GON Outdoor Blast here in Emerson, Georgia. The man, the myth, the legend, Little Lewis, the Full Draw Assassins, has joined us at our booth. What? Kyle, what are you doing here, man? You surprised the fire out of us. Well, I think y'all surprised the fire out of me. I was going to surprise you guys, but uh, after hearing about this on your podcast, I was like, you know, what better time to meet them than when they're in their prime down here <laughs> doing a show? What? At what point did you decide you were coming here? I mean, did you just wake up one morning yesterday, this week, or did you already uh, know? Did you have this planned? It's been planned. Oh, yeah. gosh. I was actually planning on how I was going to sneak up on you guys, and you got me. Yeah, we so. saw him standing across the way. You were kind of you were kind of easy to spot. I'm gonna be honest well, you with you. You see how tall and lanky them legs are, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, tomorrow I'll have shorts on. My legs look worse than that, buddy. So they're just a little bit longer. So, um, anybody that's listened to the show or, or seen any of our stuff on social media knows our relationship and the growing partnerships we're building with the Full Draw Assassin guys, Kyle, Derek, and the rest of the team. Man, you guys have done a great job in what you're doing this year. You killed an amazing turkey that we did an episode with, and we've continued to kind of build and see you guys grow this year. And, you know, what, what's up? What's going on? I mean, is there a lot of good things that you got working? Uh, yeah, we're just, you know, it's a little slow. It's the summer. We're just getting ready for deer season, trying to keep up with content. I mean, it's hard to, you know, not beat a dead horse, but, like, trail cams, bows, right. all that. I mean, we're just getting pictures. Once season comes in, that's when you're going to see us. Really take yeah. off. How was the ride down? Uh, let's be honest. I drove the first hour and a half, two hours, and I worked all day, so my girlfriend – Drove the rest. His beautiful girlfriend, yeah. by I, the I, way. I, Let's not yeah. leave that oh, out. Oh, yeah, gorgeous. And, oh. uh, You've really outpunted your coverage, that, that's, buddy. That's a good girlfriend to drive you down here oh, to yeah. I outdoor. I fell asleep. I woke up and we were here. <laughs> it, it was a long day at work. Well, good for you, man. What? What? Have, what did, uh, is it first time to Georgia for you? Oh, no, I've been down to Georgia, but probably the best time I've had in Georgia so far. Yeah, well, I know it's just a short trip for you, but what did you think so far walking around? Did you see anybody else that you recognized? Uh, yeah, I've seen Hunter Farrier from Spring Legion, and I've messaged with him back and forth a little bit, and 
I was kind of surprised this booth was all the way on the other end, just on the corner. Last booth I went to. Okay. And so I talked to him, ended up trading hats with him. I mean, super nice guy, and he's got a good thing going over there. And I told him he needs to come over here and have a talk with you boys. Yeah, well, I, know, I know you've talked about him a lot and said he's got a lot of good things going, so we'll oh, yeah. definitely – his name's Hunter Farrier, right? Yeah, I think I'm pronouncing his last name right. If you're First not, name we'll correct sure, you. Hunter, pretty <laughs> – Yeah, we'll have to get over there and talk to him and bring him over here. Well, you know, what's what's the deal as far as what uh, a big diesel Derek's doing? You know, is he working like crazy? Is he uh, is he grinding? Uh, Yeah, no, he's trying to – he's working on public land. He's working with our other boys, Colton Tyler and – uh, really trying to get his first Ohio buck on the ground. Last year he shot one, and the outcome wasn't what he wanted. Looked for it, but that really just pushes you to want to get it done this year. And I think he's going to get it done, whether it be out on public or with those other boys. I'm really hoping if I don't get a deer, I hope he does. Tell us a little bit about those new guys. You know, we haven't had any kind of introduction to them and what you're doing with them. They seem to be pumping out some amazing content. So what, what, tell us a little bit about them. Well, over there in Ohio, I thought Indiana was pretty good. But, man, the, the content I'm seeing from them and everything. I went turkey hunting out there. and It's just it's a different, different breed of people out there, different animal. I mean, it's crazy. But those boys, they know what they're doing, and they consistently put big bucks down. And I think this year, with filming, it's, it's going to be an awesome season for us. And us being on different streaming services, it's, it's going to be interesting. And we're definitely going to be a lot different than last year with, you know, just a little bit of content out there. And really, we're just getting started, kind of like you guys. And you guys have really blown up in the short amount of time you've been doing this. And I think it's awesome. I think it's going to be an awesome time to watch you guys build the relationship together because you had no idea who these people were when you met them. I mean, you these are just fresh start for you guys with them, right? Yeah, Derek messaged with them on Instagram, I think it was. They had a, they had their own thing going. What was yeah. it called? Uh, um, De- Deadly Obsession. Deadly Obsession. Yep. So. And uh, with what we had going, Derek, you know, pitched it to them. And so they joined us, and they're 100% in with us. And... I think their thing's still running, but someone else is running it. And, you know, we try and help each other out however we can. But, yep, they're with us right now, and we're trying to get that content out of them. And, I mean, they're a heck of a time. I've been over there a couple times during turkey season and just good old boys. If you don't get together and make a remake, now I know you're young, you may not remember this, but if y'all don't remake the Four Horsemen, if you don't know who the Four Horsemen are, look them up on your way home, on your drive back. It was Arn and Ole Anderson. These are wrestlers now. I know it. It was Ric Flair. All right. And then what was the fourth one? <laughs> you stumped me. So they had Chris Wait, Benoit, Rick- Dean Malenko. Oh, oh, okay, I know who you're talking. All right. Woo! So yeah, there. You, oh, two raps, two, two claps, and a Ric Flair. So I mean, you you need to do that. Need to remake that because I think that'd be an awesome opening for you guys. But. For you to come down here and support us the way that you have, dude, it, you you don't know what it means to, to Nick, Cody, and I for, for you to do that. It's uh, It's been a great partnership and a relationship we've built with you guys. It's only going to grow. I mean, the, the oh, sky's yeah. the limit for, for, you know, what we're doing. When I said on the uh, Outdoor Drive podcast with Trevor that it is the East Coast takeover, they're stretching in the north. Y'all oh, yeah. got the middle. We got the southeast. Oh, hey, yeah. we fixed the kick it, son, and it's going to be a great thing to watch. I can't wait to see what you guys do in the upcoming season. I know we'll be trading all kinds of content. Oh, yeah. And when you go and knock out a 160 this year or a 130, we'll take hey, that too. Hey, I'll, I'll take whatever I get. I'm, I'm not too picky. I missed an opportunity on a 150s last year. I was getting ready to climb down, had my harness off. 
took the arrow out of my bow, put my backpack on, and was grabbing, grabbing my bow to climb down. I turn around, and there he is, the deer I'd been chasing. The one opportunity I had on him last year, I'm standing there, and I can't do anything about it. I start knocking my arrow back, and I pull back, and at that point, I didn't know the distance he was at, and I let off, and I just watched him. But I did get a buck this past season. So, you did, you did. You know, and it was, an, it was a great buck, a great story, and I can't really say I'd change how it happened. I mean, it's just a good time, and that's why I'm out there. That's right. Well, you know, like I said, Nick and I, we, we, we talk about you guys a lot, and Cody continues to, to push out some stuff, and we're always commenting back and forth on each other's stuff. And, you know, it means a lot to us for what y'all are doing. So thank you, you know, and, and continue to grow, man. We love it. We, we support you guys 100%. We'll do anything we can to help you out down here. Y'all are going to be back after oh, deer yeah. season. Y'all are coming back down for a full weekend. We're not going to spend this little, you know, 15, 20 minutes together. We're going to get to spend an ex- expand amount of time together, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Oh, Lewis, yeah. Lewis, did you purchase anything so far while you've been here? Well, I got myself a new Vortex rangefinder, and she's a dandy. Yeah? Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty been, stoked about You've been about wanting that. it for a while? Oh, yeah, for a hot minute, and my girlfriend was pretty happy because she's like, I get his old one. <laughs> but, so she's a hunter, she, too? Uh, yeah, she's slow into it, uh, not as deep into it as I am, but I'm I'm going to bring her into it and take her hunting out at her house and try and get her first bow kill. And She got uh, land? Uh, it's like five acres in a neighborhood. So. That's all you oh, need, right? Right, right. Hey, all right. Hey, I'm used to hunting small parcels and around town. That That's my bread and butter right there. <laughs> I've, I've got some properties. I, I've got like a 300-acre piece way out in the country, but I like hunting near town and Getting in close and personal parcel, with it. Small parcel. It's just a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Nick, what else you got for Mr. Uh, for man, Mr. I, Lewis? I, I appreciate you taking the time and just getting in the car, coming down here, man, making a trip out of it. I know you got to get back home for work, but I, I can't say thank you enough, man. It's The passion runs deep for you to what you're doing and what you're showing for those guys and, and what you're showing to us. I mean, you guys are always tagging us, tagging us in everything you do. Um, every time I see you guys out there working, hanging a stand, or, you know, somebody's got their hat on or somebody's got a shirt on, so we really do appreciate it. Yeah, well, uh, also, happy belated birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What are you, 41 now? Why, heck no, I'm 36, <laughs> a ripe age of 36. Oh, my goodness. Well, like we both said, Kyle, we appreciate it, man, and uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking really soon. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cool, man. Full Draw Assassins, guys. Go follow them on Instagram, Facebook. Check them out. Derek, Kyle, Colton, and what's the other guy's name? Tyler. Tyler. All right. So we'll learn. We'll learn Tyler and Colton. And before we get off here, if you haven't yet, on Instagram, talk about it outdoors. Turn on your post notifications because that's what I do, and I'm loving the content. (laughs) There you go. Plugged in from the man himself. All right, y'all. We'll be back. All right, day one closeout of the GON Outdoor Blast 2021 in Emerson, Georgia. What a great time it's been. Met some uh, met some great people so far. <laughs> well, I mean, y'all just look at me like I'm stupid sitting there. Y'all just like, all We're right. Tired. Yeah, We're y'all are tired. tired. They're tired. They're, they're... Everybody's tired, man. You can tell by that dull entry you had there. No. <laughs> well, I mean, this is part of an entire show here, so all right, everybody. We're a little drained down. But it's been a fun day here. We've been been on the backside of the SWI booth. There's Chandler toting his bag around. Got his, 
Got his pocketbook. He's uh, he's had a real good time here <laughs> he's with gonna us today. You in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he looks tired. He looks like he's hungry. He looks like he's tired. But it's been a lot of fun. Day one, Nick. What was the best takeaway from day one for you? Man, I just did, I don't know. We got here this morning, and and all the hard work that we put into setting up and this beautiful booth that Cody and his family have built for us. Um, so many compliments. The beautiful uh, artwork that Caden has put on the front of this booth. Um, but just talking to everybody, just getting around and seeing different things and all the people that have really enjoyed what we have set up here. Yep, I yep. think there's been a lot of great feedback on that. So, Cody, takeaways for day one? No, it's a lot of fun. It's a different experience seeing it from this side of the table per se. So I'm excited for tomorrow because apparently it's going to be a lot busier and that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. What would you say a minute ago about the shirts? Leave them sitting out on the table <laughs> so somebody will steal something? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I said. I think it's going to Nick. He's throwing, throwing jabs it, at you. It was really, I was really excited to see Kyle Lewis come down here all the way from Indiana. Yeah, what that a, was what a great time that was seeing him. What a surprise. I mean, even though we surprised him when he was trying to surprise us, what a what a and beautiful young girl he's got for a girlfriend. Super sweet. Yeah, in the in the the fine uh, start of a good relationship with uh, Mr. Jarrett, I think that yes. that is going to be something that expounds and um, I can know, see you and him talking a lot. Yeah, I, I very well could see that too. I mean, I think he could be a he could be somebody that could maybe spear point me get back into doing a little more writing, and I really enjoyed that with him. So um, what tomorrow, you, what do you want to see tomorrow? Uh, I want to see a lot of the familiar faces that are, you know, from the show and the things we see on social media and whatever out there. I want to see them show up and Absolutely. come out and be a part of what we're doing. I think that's going to be the fun thing for us and seeing our, you know, our viewership. Um, it's grown exponentially, I would say, today. Yes. And with the foot traffic in there, it really hasn't been that heavy. I want to see a line coming in and out and wondering what we're doing and, you know, you said it best, Nick. That's what we do. We talk about it. But, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's something we are passionate about. So, Well, y'all pray for me because tomorrow I'm going to call about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Caden's going to sign up for it, too. Caden um, and Nick tomorrow going to be trying their hand at a little calling competition. It'll be fun. Y'all, y'all, baby. It ain't, it ain't going to be live, but you'll know the results. Absolutely. Well, all right. Let's go get something one, to eat. Let's wrap it up. Let's go get a snack. Later. All right, everybody, back live at the GON Outdoor Blast. We day are two. having a great day, day two. It's early in the morning. Not many people here yet, but there's a lot of people showing up today, we hope. We're live on Instagram and Facebook for the moment. Cody's here, Nick's here, Caden's with us. And, hey, we've got young Hunter, Hunter Young, back in the studio with us again. We're not in studio, but, hey, what's going on, Hunter? How are you? Man, fun to fun and glad. scared the fire out of me i didn't know what was going on i was like who is this fella hey did you shave this time before you come no, and see this well tell us tell us what's been going on buddy we ain't seen you forever stop it's, being it's, nervous it's been a while uh how was I the drive to, down it was good i i got up early and just jammed what out. time did you get up i was up at like five well you're an hour and a half from here two hours something like that blairsville is it that far it's like an hour and 40-something minutes or something. It wasn't bad. Well, I can tell you this. You you excite me with your uh, turkey calling because you're so good, but 
if I can get excited for that, but you're showing me some pictures on your phone of yeah. some deer that you're awful excited yeah, for. So. Yeah, well, he held them out on me. Did he? <laughs> Lord help. He's, he's been showing I've been, them off all yeah, morning. Yeah, i got to keep them quiet. Man. I don't blame you. Well, I would too, and uh, them, them's good South Georgia bucks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what's, what's been going on, buddy? Just, how, you know, how was turkey season for you? We hadn't really talked to you since it was, then. Man, it was rough. It's, it started off, we took a little boy youth weekend and worked our butt off and finally got a turkey killed the last day. And uh, I was like, well, it's, it's going to be a good year. And it was great. I don't think I went. I went every time. I heard birds. I just, you couldn't. It was property lines, this, and, and you couldn't get them to do nothing. They right. Were, I, it was all, I mean, it was rough. I walked and walked and walked and walked some more. But I think it was like April, I don't know, 24th or something like that. It, I mean, it took that long. And I went every day to kill a turkey. And I was... I was getting worried, right? Because I was like, it shouldn't be this hard. But I, I mean, I had fun. It was, it was good. And I guess once I got the monkey off my back, it started. I took a little boy. He uh, never been before, and I got in on some turkeys that morning. And I'd fooled with them earlier in the year, and they wouldn't do nothing. And I took him. I was like, I was like, right, we'll just see if we hear anything. Right. I just wanted him to get to hear a bird. He had never killed a turkey, and. The jokers gobbled, and he was probably 50 yards above us. Oh goodness! And I told him, I said, "Man, it's it's good. We're I said we're in the in the right place." I said, "He's gonna hit the ground right there," and I said, "We're just gonna have to get him killed." And they pitched down, and it's I, it's like something you see on TV. We sit there and watch those jokers strut in the hardwoods for it felt like an hour, and uh, he could he was on them, and then he couldn't get on them, and it was just back and forth. And finally, I I got him. I was gonna try to kill them both, and then I was like, "All right," I said. Just we're gonna get you one. I right. said I ain't worried about it. And finally, the, the, the big turkey he kind of got up there and got to strutting. And I'm like, all right. I said, can you see him right there? And he's like, yeah, I got him. And I was like, all right. So I cut at him, and he run his head up. And the little boy had a 410 and shot, killed both of those turkeys. Oh with, wow! <laughs> with one shot at 42 yards. So he was he was excited. That that made my year right there. Uh, and he actually went the next morning and killed another turkey on a piece of public land that's very hunted up there. So he tagged out in two days, and I'm like, well, you better – I said, it don't happen like that a lot, so you better uh, – It might for him. He might have got that horseshoe (laughs) bounce from you (laughs) to him. He he may have got something, but it was fun. That's all right. We we, we got noise all day. But so tell us a little bit about traveling out of state. We know you you went out of state of Georgia. Me and a buddy, we we talked about it. We, we, We talked about going, and then we was like, well, I don't know if it'll work out. And he called me one night, and we decided we was going to go, bought plane tickets the next night. We got on a plane and flew to Colorado. And, uh, now, that was to hunt public land, yeah, right? Yeah. Why, why did y'all decide pub, uh, Colorado? Well, we just – my uncle had lived out there, and I was like – I always – I've been elk hunting out there, and I was like, it'd be nice to kill a turkey, a white-tipped Merriam or somewhere. And uh, so we, we went, whatever, stayed with my uncle for a day and a half, I think, and I'm like, man, we're going to have to get out and go. I said, we're going to have to explore – and we weren't even old enough to rent a car, so we had to help him get my uncle to help us. And we got a transit van, went to Walmart, got us fifty dollars worth of food and uh, sleeping bags and stuff. And we slept in the floorboard of that, slept in the floorboard of the the car. Emmett's <laughs> over here watching live as we're as we're playing it back. <laughs> and uh, so it <laughs> it was fun. We we picked a piece of public on the map and we drove like six hours from where my uncle lived and got there that probably 1 30 that morning got two hours of sleep got up and we started the next day and it, it just went from there like i mean we walked and walked we walked 50 
57 or 58 miles, I think, in five days. Y'all both killed a bird, right? We did. We uh, we met some people out there, and he actually showed us around and showed us. I mean, no, he killed he killed his very early on, right? He killed Isaac. his. Yeah, Isaac killed his the second day, I think. Yeah, the second day he killed his out while when we were out there, and uh, so. We didn't have but like two or three more days left, so we hung around, we hunted, and we walked and walked, and we, we never could turn up another bird, and we were going to pack up and go to a different place, and we were tired, we were wore out, so we was like, well, we'll just stay here and give it one more day. I said, I said, we might as well. I said, we walked every inch of the country. I said, we might as well just finish what we hadn't walked, so so we got up. We slept in a little bit that morning. We were wore out, and uh, <clears throat> got to a place we hadn't been and walked in there, and we'd walked for probably an hour or so that morning and I was like did you I said that was a turkey just gobble he's like no I didn't hear it and I'm like I'm telling you that was a turkey so we sit there for a minute and sit there and listen sure enough he gobbled again and it was four million miles away but (laughs) but it was a turkey and so we we started our journey and from the time I don't even remember how far it was but by the time we got to where he was at from where he first gobbled he was that much further and he was steadily going and we, we run into a herd of elk, and I was like, man, we just bumped them. I said, they're going to go right off in there to where he was just at. And we stayed above him or whatever and stayed with him, and he would gobble. I mean, he would he, he eat it up, but we we never could catch up. Well, he, he got in some aspens or whatever, and it was kind of like fieldy aspens. It was green grass, and, and I'm like, I was like, I think if we can get around in front of him, I said, I think we can kill him in there. And so we did. We finally got in front of him, and uh, – Isaac, he stayed behind me, and we got a bunch of this on video. We hadn't really got the video completely edited, but we got a lot of this on video. And so I crawled down there in front of Isaac, probably 50 yards, and, and the turkey was coming, and he kind of got above us on top uh, on the mountain or the ridge above us, and I couldn't ever get up there to where I could see him. He was, I mean, he just, he was right there, right there, and he just quit gobbling. And I'm like, well, I know he didn't see me, I said, because I hadn't moved. And so I give it a minute, and I crawled back up there to Isaac, and he's like, well, did he see you? And I'm like, well, he couldn't have seen me, dude. I said, because I hadn't moved. Right. I said, I was just sitting there. And so I was like, let's go. I said, I think he just dropped off the other side of that, that ridge up there. And I said, and out there, it's crazy. You can hear a turkey for four miles if there ain't nothing in front of you. But if there's one little bitty roll, you can't hear them jokers. Really? We, yeah, we figured that out. And uh, so we – huffed it back up that mountain and got up there to the top and i'm like i'm I'm, i bet he's just over the top there and sure enough he he gobbled and i'm like okay i said you stay right here and call and i said i'm gonna go up there i said when i get to the top i said you call and i said i'll find somewhere to sit and sure enough man i got up there to the top crawled up there and sat down and i didn't even really sit down i was on my knees trying to find a place to to uh sit or whatever where i i could i thought like i could kill him and he was way off in the hole when he gobbled. Well, Isaac called again, and the next time he, he called, dude, that joker gobbled, and I seen him, and I'm like, well, dang. And I'm sitting there on my knees, and I'm like, I can't do nothing. So I sit there, and the turkey, he come up. Maybe he's like 25 yards, and sit there and gobbled and strutted and for what felt like an hour. But I was, like, trying, and that brush oak and stuff out there, so thick, it was it – was, it was, I kept trying to get a shot, and I'm like, I ain't going to force it. I said, I can't get it. Well, he kind of went behind a tree strutting, and I, I sat there for a minute, and I was like, if, it, while he's behind that tree, I said, if I can just kind of lean over a little bit. Well, when I did, he must have seen something or something was different when he come out from behind that tree, and he didn't like it. And he run his head up, and he putted. Well, when he putted, I kind of called to him. You can hear it on the video as Isaac's behind me videoing. 
and uh, he turned and started rubbernecking going away. When he did, I just stood up because, I mean, it was – all, all over uh, anyway. Yeah, it, the gig was up. So I just stood up, and I only thought there was one turkey. <laughs> and so he's going down through there, and I, I, got the, I got the red dot on him, and I let him come out there where I got a shot, and I killed – he was like 42 yards. And I killed him while I, when I shot a big gobbler flew off the mountain, and I'm like, dang, I missed. Well – I heard the turkey down there beat, and I'm like, "Well, I was like, it must have been two of them." So I run down there, and man, we were we were excited. We were we had, first out of state. First out of state, we did it on ourselves. That's uh, awesome. There wasn't nobody there to help us. But what was your biggest takeaways from out there for, versus the Eastern? Uh, them jokers ain't <laughs> ain't scared to go. They got some wheels. Don't they, they got some wheels. They turn and burn. And if you, I don't guess you can really overcall to them. And it ain't like a turkey here in Georgia. I mean. You call to them and keep them gobbling, and you can you can kind of keep up with them. But they, it's a big difference out there than it is here because them jokers from the time when they hit the when they hit their feet hit the ground, they're going. Yeah, they got somewhere in mind they're going, and if, unless you can get in front of them, you ain't gonna. You're just going. Sure they don't change their mind. Either, no. They just kind of just go. They're, yeah, they're just they're, like they're just, just enjoying yeah, the scenery yeah. like we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they uh, it was we learned a lot. Uh, Y'all met some nice folks out there too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, they uh And didn't they didn't they give you all some they dinner? They did. We uh we Isaac killed his bird or whatever and, and they had told us if we needed anything, they showed us their house or whatever and all this. So if we need anything just to come there. Well, the day we were gonna actually leave and go somewhere else, we went by to tell him thank you for yeah. for showing us around and all that and he's like, Well y'all hop in the truck. He's like, I'll show you some more places. He drove us around for three hours. Nice. And so he showed us everywhere, and he had his wife's dad was an outfitter out there, and so he had some monster elk. He actually got drawed for a bighorn sheep this year. Oh wow! He had said it usually takes twenty years to get drawed, and that was his fifth year getting. Maybe we can points. maybe we can get uh, you yeah. get you to hook us up with yeah. him. We yeah. talked he to him said, about elk or, he, or that's sheep. That's what he said. He said if you can, uh, he said if you ever get drawed in this unit, he said just let me know. He said call me. He said you can fly to the airport here in town. He said, I'll pick you up. And he said, you can stay with us. Man, ain't it amazing? It's, it don't matter where you nope. go. If you, you, you yep. meet the right folks. Yeah, it's, like, it's like what we always say, good people find good yeah, people. And yeah, that's that's it neat. Was, uh, it was, that made my trip, I think. It, I mean, killing the turkeys was, was good, but meeting them and knowing there's still good people out there, that that's it, that made my trip. But anyways, when we got back to the house with the guy, his wife, she's like, have y'all had a decent meal? Or like, when's the last time y'all ate anything good? And I'm like, well, we just been eating bologna sandwiches and chips. <laughs> I said that, and I mean, that's just what we right, got. Right. Man, she went in the house and picked, picked, made us a bag. There was two T-bone steaks in there. Y'all. Yeah, <laughs> two T-bone steaks, hamburger meat, forks and stuff. Uh which we had ketchup, salt and pepper. They even give us a thing to go over the like if we build a fire, that little uh-huh, whatever's little great. Yeah. They they give us one of them, and sure so, did. So, Only joker you know, lucky enough to go get steaks. And <laughs> so then. he had a picture on uh, Instagram or something. He had built a fire. Yeah, it took some rocks. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, they put that grate over those rocks and cooked mm-hmm. those steaks. Man, that yeah. is awesome. It what, was. It was. Did fun. you say that guy's number? Yeah, I got his number. Yeah. He had, we 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 talked to him on Facebook all the time. So. That's it awesome. Is, tell us real quick before we go. Tell us about your upcoming trip. Don't you got another one planned? I am. I'm actually leaving in 16 days. I'm going back out there to elk hunt. Uh, it's there. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Cody is. Cody's like, yeah. Cody's over hiding now. I got me. Uh, I got me a big pack. Me and my dad. We're gonna do a pack-in trip. And okay, we we got packs. We've got all of our mountain house meals and all that stuff. Stay in a tent. He actually went last year. I didn't get to go, but. He says he's got the elk found. We'll see how it goes. Last time I was in there, I 
I hadn't been and not been able to kill an elk. I right. ain't killed but one, but I had not been and not had a chance to kill an elk. So, so we'll Craig, see. So Craig's going for he's yeah. leading the pack yeah. on he this said, one. And he said he said if 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 you can't kill it, he said I'll just shoot it for you. He said because I <laughs> he said I ain't coming out of there unless we got one. Oh, so, how many weeks are y'all going for? Hunter? Just I think we're staying for like eleven days or something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. So and camp and, and camping the whole time. Yeah, we're we're just gonna we're gonna rent a car and drive up there to the to the cul-de-sac and. Go in there and stay in a tent. It's like 14 miles or something in there. We walk, so that'll be a trip that you'll never forget. Yeah, yeah. it's make sure you video. Oh that. yeah, I hope you got your GoPro yeah. or your camera. Yeah, ready we're to gonna go. we're gonna try to get some video. We we say we are, but we'll see how it goes. Oh, camera shy daddy of yours. Yeah. You may no, have he trouble. Ain't no, he, I know. I'd be I'd be sarcastic <laughs> yeah. saying that. No, he don't care. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I uh, it's always it's fun getting out there. So. Um, what are you? Uh, what are you doing today? What brought you out to the show today? Well, is it the Yona that got you here? It is. They. Uh, no, they, he wanted to see us. Al. Yeah, I had to come down here and see y'all. I don't get to see you no more. I got graduated high school, and all I do is work all the time. So I ain't got nothing. Oh else God, to do. woe is me. <laughs> well, you get to the point where you got time yeah. off if oh, you yeah. stay at a job oh, yeah. long enough. Yeah. So. yeah. But no, we're gonna get down here and blow a little turkey calls, and we'll see how it goes. You got any new calls you've been working I, on? Man, or I, anything? I hadn't, I hadn't really, I had, I hadn't put a diaphragm in my mouth till this morning on the interstate on the way down here. Well, we heard you all over the place. I yeah, said, oh, yeah. You've got to be here somewhere. I don't want to get up there and embarrass myself. Oh, you'll do great, and I can't well, wait to hear it. That's a good question because myself's gonna get up, myself and uh, Caden are gonna get up there today. What um, what advice you got for new beginners? Man, don't let your nerves get a, oh, get yeah. the best of you. That's I mean, that's the yeah. biggest thing. That's hard to say. Yeah. If so, you don't got to look at the people out there, just get up there. Don't let the mouth call run you. You run the mouth call. That's what there you go. That's what somebody told me a long time ago and that's that's stuck with me. So, and it's you're going to get up there cuz this happens to me all the time and you're going to try to make it come out of your mouth, but it ain't going to come out of your mouth. It's like you're like uh, trying to get it to come. <laughs> But trust me, it gets better. Once you get started, it'll just it'll go well, right through yeah. there. So well, I, I can't wait to uh, see Nick get up there and try for the first oh, time. Yeah. I, know, I know it's exciting for you as oh, many yeah. years as you've turkey hunted with him, and yeah. that's going to be fun. And Caden, of course, get up there and try it and see what they can do. I'm sure oh, yeah. they'll enjoy it'll be it good. Anyway. It'll be good. Give us something else to talk about, anyway. Yeah. Well, Hunter, thanks for coming down. Yes, sir. Sitting with us, and uh, I, I can't wait to hear about that elk trip. It's going to be a lot of fun. As soon as you get back, you know where you got to oh, yeah, come. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to get, uh, get in the studio and talk we'll about that Hopefully we'll have some video. One. We can make a video or something about it. We got to get Papa on here. Yeah, he's he's hiding. Now. Maybe, he can, maybe he can come after the elk trip. Maybe they can make a trip down on a Friday night. And we we'll can probably have, have to go over and pick him up. <laughs> yeah. Hunter comes he's, that way. He's getting yeah. fat and old. He, he, it's hard to get him out of the house. Oh, you boys said that, Craig, not Nick. I can tell you that it was him, so. So, we appreciate you coming and sitting with us. We can't wait to watch you call today. All right, guys. Thanks right. for having me. Yes, sir. All right, boys. Day two at the GON Outdoor Blast. What about it? I mean, Nick, you Look at that muffin. Muffin <laughs> muffin for the, the man of the hour. That muffin looks like me when I pull my shorts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, hey, it's been fun so far. We already got people we know coming through the door. The line's backed up all the way around the building. And what I can't, what I can't wait to see is... A little later today, our very own Nick Wilson's going live on the stage. He's going to cluck, cluck, and talk about it. I got some stiff competition. I already showed up early this morning. I'll, I'll Are you and him in the same class? Or we will be. He'll have, to, he'll have to call them both, though. Goodness. Well, hey, if y'all get in there and call them together, I bet you could beat Hunter. You taught him everything he knows. <laughs> yeah, that's I ain't right. going to beat Hunter. 
Okay. Right. You, it's the, hey, it's all about the judge's ear. Ain't that what KT said? Maybe it. you'll go first and set the ear, and it can only go up from there, right? You know what I said last night? I hope I go first. That's what Kate re- said this morning. I would rather get that out of the way, be done with it, so I can sit back and watch everybody else. Well, I tell you what, it's been fun for me all weekend sitting around watching Emmett politic. He is a politician if there's ever been one. <laughs> Look at him over there. He's grinning already. He's looking a little peckish this morning. He stayed up too late. <laughs> Chandler's over there checking uh, trail cameras. Chandler's pitch. checking trail cameras. Matt's selling everything he can. You got Ryan pitching it to him, talking about the attracts, talking about the blocks. Right. If you ain't here, you better come along and uh, pick you up a bag or two because I promise they've got plenty. Right. And I've seen more good-looking hair I want hair <laughs> that, like that. That guy I'm needs to come over hair. here and buy I'm a hat. chasing a hair like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> beautiful. Oh, man. I, my wife would have mine cut off if it got that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Muffin's good. Oh, guess good times for sure. Caden, what have you got going on? You Did you get signed up? Around? Did you? Caden signed up. Are what you time? signed up, Nick? They didn't tell me. They didn't oh. tell you a time. So you've got to go sit in that room and wait on them to call your name, maybe? Figure that out. How many people was in the class? In the in the your class, yeah. nobody you signed up for the hunter. No, how many people was in the hunter class? Three now. You hunter. So so Nick Hunter and an unknown right now signed. So I'll up. be third. If there's just three of us. <laughs> so so it's 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 uh, Carrie Terrell, Nick Wilson, <laughs> and Hunter Young in the open class. Oh, I wish he'd show up. No, but Hunter did um, sign up for the open and the hunter. Well, he should. Yeah, Hunter's double. He's he should. Up. He's yeah. When you're he's, as good as Hunt, when you're as good as what Hunter is, you should sign up for every class they let you. He's experienced enough. Did he did he sign up for the owl hoot? Mute that. Mute that. That owl's got COVID. <laughs> Do an owl for us, Nick. With that mouthful of muffin. That'd be hard. You ain't having none of my muffin, man. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Oh, it's good. Jealous. That's, good. <laughs> That's a quick trip. Did you, oh, I thought you got that from the – they said they was going to have Danishes this morning down there in the break room. I'm going to have to go get me a Danish. For, I'm not friends. <laughs> no, Danish. no Danish? No Danish. No Danish. I'm not much of a bagel man myself either. There's another good-looking head of hair walking down through there. Got him an elite hat on. That one guy, he heard it immediately. Yeah, he, he turned. He flipped and flipped his hair. That's a good set of – good head of hair. Ooh. Sushi bar. How you doing? Oh, you talking about the teriyaki portion of it? We do a podcast. Yeah, we're right. yeah we're live right now. We do an outdoor podcast from North Georgia. Where are you from? Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain. All right. Man, you got you had you a drive across the state today, didn't you? You drove across. Yeah, the state. I'm not used to going east and west. <laughs> Usually going north and south. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming over and stopping by and seeing us. Hey, I always gotta come. Yeah. Do you, would you rather come here or go to where they used to have it? Hey, you go back there and get you. Yeah, they're here. You go back there and get you. Ah, well, you're going to have to buy you another one. Hey, Dad, uh, I love doing that, but I haven't been out of the house in a year and a half. I can't remember who's where anymore. Well, we're glad you're here today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't miss this. I had Gio Indice come up talking to me already. Oh, well, yeah? Hey, that's yeah. awesome. You got any big deer pinned out this year? I haven't even been out. Well, better, better now, better now than never. As you come in, we're going to let you know that the 
glad I don't know what they're going to do. I don't even know what they're going to do. You're going to have to hit them up. See. We've got a lot of going on today. We've got the Chevy Drive tonight. It's going on all day. We've got the first drive start at 10 o'clock. We go through the afternoon. We have Jason Clark and the Southeast Even though you don't own something? Show. Even though the show is 1130. Nick, what's been your best best takeaway from the morning so far? Hunter coming over and talking with us? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And um, I was just excited all morning once I got up and get over here and get set up, man. It's just the buzz is about. I can't can't stress it enough of what we've talked about so far, but if we go all the way back to November, and I know we're having to talk over this announcement, but we, we go all the way back to November from when we first started. I wouldn't have thought we'd have had something like this. So, Pretty cool, ain't it? It is cool. It's awesome, man. Well, and I think, the, I think the biggest thing for me is like what you said, it's been a lot of fun to get here and actually get in the mix of things and see what's going on with it. I mean, it, it, there's been there's been a – I tell you what I what I've been amazed at to see how many people older folks have been out like we talked about with uh, with Donald. Hey, you know, they're they're coming out and they're they're having a really good time, you know, seeing people. Hey, they ain't been out in months. They ain't been able to go nowhere. They're trying to get out and actually speak to people. So that's what's neat for me. What's going on? Them boys were looking at the feed. They were looking for somebody to talk to, but they just walked off. <laughs> God, I might. Well, I don't even mark that timestamp down. Oh, oh God, you, you hit the four-letter word right, didn't you, Emmett? We should have uh -oh. some. We should have some good guys coming up later this afternoon and this morning too, right? Yeah. Well, the whitetail guys—they're over there. They're they're wanting to come by and chat with us a while, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun to speak with them. And I really wish that we could get over to the Southern Legion. I know uh, Kyle spoke highly of him, and I'm going to go over and speak with him here in a little while and see if I can't get him to swing by and give us a little chat and see what he's got going on. He's been doing this stuff for a while, and he's he's actually, I think, quit his full-time job and started doing it. Look at there, look at there. Speak oh, of the devil. Is. Come speak of the devil. Here. Come on, Kale, get over here for a minute. Talk to us for a second. No, here, both. There's two of them right here. Yeah, we one got two. One of y'all gonna have to stand up. You let you let Kale stand up, David. Don't make no. Don't make, I'll, I'll stand. Up. I got younger legs. I'll stand. Oh I stand. man! I just need a muffin. <laughs> oh. All right, everybody. We got the guys from Whitetail Properties here. Cal and David have been gracious enough to come over and give us some few moments of their time. That's a busy show for you guys. I know you got a lot of people coming around. There's a buzz about it, and it's fun to watch you guys interact with people and. Have you had anybody come by yet that you've sold land for or that you've got potential clients? You know, every year when we do this show, we, we find people that are looking for land. They got that dream of land ownership and they need some help finding that. And we, we get a chance to help some people live that big dream. And then we have people that, you know, it's time for them to let go of their land and they need some help doing that in the right way. And, and we meet people here at this show all the time that we help with that. So Whitetail Properties was, was founded, and I want you to tell me a little bit about it for anyone out there that may not know where Whitetail Properties came from and where it started at. Was it in the Midwest or was it in the Southeast? Kind of go through that demographic. Yeah, it started in the Midwest in uh, Pike County, Illinois, which all the deer hunters out there listening will know what that's all about. And was really just started as a real estate company to help those that were really searching for land, needed help selling their land, their farms, their ranches, their timber property. You know, we don't do very many houses and we don't do commercial right. and we don't do retail. It's all about 
it's all about land for us and, and having a company that's now in 37 states that specializes in helping people just with that specialty. Uh, it's been a blessing for us and, and we've helped a heck of a lot of people. Now, when you go into a property, let's say Johnny's got a piece of property that he's deciding to sell, do you go in and consult them on what they can do to improve that land for market or do y'all just f strictly flip it to the market? So it just depends on what kind of situation they're in. If they're wanting to go ahead and unload, if they don't want to have the money that they're wanting to throw into the property mm -hmm. to improve it. Now, some of these people, they've had these properties and they're proven hunting properties and they're right. wanting to upgrade. They've put in the food plots, trail systems, intensively managed it. And then, so that obviously brings more to the market to a higher price value and they can turn around and flip that and buy something else. Right. A lot of these people that I deal with, honestly are elderly folks that just it's getting too much for them to manage and they're looking to offload it gotcha gotcha you guys will you guys will work with any land from five acres up to yeah. five thousand acres i mean i've done i've got a four acre piece right now and then i've also done a 600 acre piece this year that's in georgia yeah okay yeah. in carroll county yeah. which is a big piece around here yeah for carroll county yeah. especially now how all, easy is it for a uh, individual to get what's the requirements for them to start because somebody may want to buy five acres and start building up a just a place for them to manage or something like that. What are, what are, what is the requirements? Well, you got to have the money first. <laughs> right, sure, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, the biggest thing is having the money and the financial ability to go out and buy the property and have the access to it as well. Well, you know, Nick, what I would say is there's a lot of people that have this this misconception that it takes a lot of money to buy land, that it's it's out of reach for a lot of people, and it's just not true. You know, there's all kind of tracks out there that – are available small tracks you know guys that grew up hunting leases of a couple hundred acres have a hard time sometimes grasping that hey 20 acres that you manage yourself that you own you can turn that into something special and that's accessible that's right. not expensive and and with interest rates where they are and and money flowing the way it is in today's economy there's a lot more people that can own land than think they can and we well, want to encourage them great to, point. to, great to open point. up and think about the possibilities more than I'm glad you things. answered that the way I was asking because people can turn something they don't have to have 100 acres to have a good deer place or a no, turkey place. Uh -uh, they no. can manage 10 to 20 acres if, you know, for yeah, affordable. Right. It makes it more graspable for the common man, the, the working yeah. guy and that's sitting at home watching TV and may see one of you guys' commercial. And, of course, on the TV, you're going to try to put the best foot forward and put that best piece of property with the lodging and everything else. But you guys don't just focus on that. You're at the little man's level, too, where he can buy those 5, 10, 15-acre tracks and have a place for his family to be able to grow yeah. up with. And then there's a lot of companies, too, that uh, – They'll loan on the land, but they'll also basically do you an equipment loan if you're needing equipment to help manage it, okay. and it all goes in, in into one big loan. It's almost you, like a line of credit type deal. So you guys have pretty much partnered up with, uh, I guess, industry professionals, including yourselves, to, to help manage that property after the sale. You're not; It doesn't just stop there for you guys. Correct. So you're able to consult with them and help them build that property to be better. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because we specialize just in land. In fact, we call ourselves land specialists, not real estate agents. And right. that, we do that for a reason because that's what, what we do. And someone that, that partners with us to either buy or, you know, to buy their dream property, we've got great partnerships with companies that can help them put lodging on it, can help sell them a tractor, can help buy the seed they need for that next food plot to put stands on it. You know, working with a Whitetail Properties land specialist gets you more resources than just a, a real estate agent for sure. That's, that's good to hear. Now, how many? How big is Whitetail Properties, and how many states? Thirty-seven states. I think we're right around three hundred agents now. Wow! Um, and it's uh, been since the '90s. This has been going on. Yep. 
again, yep. it started in Illinois. I think what we're, we got six guys in Georgia. Yeah, six. Yep. So let's say let's say somebody lived local to Georgia here where we're at, and they wanted to buy a piece of property up in the Midwest somewhere. Would they be able to contact you guys to help them out, or would you guys just point them into somebody else's direction? We would probably, if they reached out to us, we'd put them in contact with whoever the agent of territory is in that area. Okay. Yeah, that's a big part of it, you know, is knowing knowing your area intimately, knowing your territory, knowing the counties that you're working in every day. So, you know, Cal, you know, in his counties up in northwest Georgia, like he's going to know – uh, what's coming on the market. He'll know if it's been for sale before. He often knows the landowner. Often he'll know the buyer even. And so getting really intimate and knowing your territory is important. So if, you know, if someone were to even call me down in, in West Georgia and they're looking for something in Cal's territory, I want them working with Cal because right. he yeah. knows that better yeah. than I. And somebody right. wants to go over to Alabama or, or Michigan or Montana, we're going to put him in touch with the guy that knows the most about that market and that land and that territory. Now, logistically speaking, is it harder for someone to buy land out of state, or is it just the same process? Buying, let's say, I wanted to buy a piece of property in Illinois. Would it be harder for me to buy that property in Illinois, living in Georgia, or is it pretty much just the same process? The hard part about it is is knowing what's up there. Right. You know, it's like understanding that you know Midwestern agriculture and corn fields is much different than buying a timber property, right. you know, in Merriweather County here in Georgia. So we need to connect you with someone that can help educate you on, all right, here's what you're going to find here. This is what a good deer property looks like uh, and get you ramped up where you're making a good educated decision about the land you're going to buy. That's the only difference. So it's not necessarily, like you said, you guys really are land conservationists as much as consultants, as much as the real estate agent, because you do understand the layouts of the properties. You do understand the demographics of what I can do. I'm going to come to you with a budget and say, this is what I can do. And you guys, I've watched you do it on the TV for years. You've put, been able to put families onto pieces of property that fit their needs. You're not putting them into a situation that they're going to be overwhelmed because that's a a, a real estate agent may sell me a house that I can't afford. You guys are going to look at what I can spend. You're going to put me in a position to be successful with that property. And hey, who knows the way the markets are. I may be, be able to buy a 15, 20 acre piece now, but I may be able to sell that piece and upgrade to a 50 or a hundred acre piece of yeah, property. That's absolutely. Right. And that's, and that's, that's honestly kind of the dream. That's what you want to yeah. do. You start small and then you've built something and somebody else likes it and then they want to buy it, and you make some money, and you're able to upgrade into a bigger piece if that's what you want. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand, and it's it's with doing anything. If you start out at a, a, a point that you can build off of, don't overextend yourself to where you're going to lose that dream. Make it small and then build up from there. So, And that's that's something that Whitetail Properties has been pretty consistent with over the years, I believe. I think you guys build a very good program for people, and it doesn't end at the sale like a lot of real estate agents. Correct. So. I mean, it, it's almost like it's a family atmosphere. We, we When somebody buys something from us, you know, that helps us feed our family, but it also, that brings them into our family, and we're looking out for them, right. trying to help them however we can moving forward if they need anything, like equipment, if they're looking for people to come work on their properties. We've got contacts in all of our areas right. that can uh, get get what they need done. And you'd be amazed how often we're helping that same guy that bought that small piece of property as first land purchase and, and live that. And then eight years later, we're helping him get the next bigger property and right. the next one. I mean, my first car was a 72 Brown Cutlass, you know, <laughs> that I think I paid under $1,000 for. That's not what I'm driving today. And Unfortunately, <laughs> I'd like to see you rolling up in that Cutlass. It was, a, it was not a pretty sight at all. But, uh, but you know, it got me started. 
And, and it's the same thing with land. You know, we encourage people, if you got a dream to own your own piece of ground, there's something great about knowing every inch of your place, knowing exactly where that old barbed wire fence is, right. where the old property line is, and where the stand was 30 years ago that's still kind of hanging up in the tree. So you get to know that piece, and then you'll have a desire to know a bigger piece and a bigger piece. And, and we help the same guy, you know, year, time after time, just go through that journey, and that's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Does Whitetail Properties, do they do surveying also in-house? No. No, no uh-huh. thankfully. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, when y'all buy land or, or you're looking for land for people, do you look for land with houses on it if they're asking or requesting that or not? Or just raw land? No, we absolutely. I mean, we've got trained professionals that can handle all of it. Okay. But probably I'd say 80% of what I deal with is raw land. Uh, with no structure. Okay. But I do have a lot of people that are coming out now that are with being able to work remote. They're moving, selling their house in the city and they're looking to build something. So having to be in touch with construction, perk test, uh, septic systems, water, uh, road access, what you can and can't do from here, easements. I mean, you got to be well versed and be prepared for just about everything. And Whitetail Properties, they we have weekly webinars where they we go over different topics each, each week and they're giving us all of the uh the tools to learn to be successful in all of our markets let's say somebody wanted to get into um the land conservation efforts and and i guess learn how to be a whitetail properties real estate agent is that something y'all are constantly looking for driven individuals yeah. to get into that market? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we're a growing team all across the country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I like to tell people that ask me that question is really think about what you want. You know, if you're, if you're looking to get into this because you love hunting, that's great. But this is a job and it requires a lot of commitment. And, you know, if you're just looking to make a ton of money, granted, you can be very successful in this business, but it's really not what it's about. For, for most of us, it's about helping people and helping people that need to sell their land when it's time to. That's hard. They right. need someone they can rely on because that's a stressful time. That's yep. a sad time sometimes. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, it's really mostly about helping people be successful at either transitioning out of their land or helping people start living that new American dream of owning land. And if that's something you can be passionate about, then Whitetail Properties could be a great place for you. If it's about making money and spending more time in the woods hunting than working, uh, probably not a home for you. Right, right. Well, you're going to spend your busiest times of the year during hunting that's season right. traveling and stuff. So if you're you're working in southwest Georgia, which I believe you are, Mr. David, that's where you're at down in, the, I guess, is that West Point? Uh, yeah, West Georgia, anything from you know, noon into Columbus is okay. where, where I am. Well, that's that's a hard place to be during deer season because I'm sure you're driving around looking at property. You're seeing some giants running around, and you're I'm sure you're a hunter yourself. So, so you spend that time out there in the woods, and you want to be part of that at that time. Yeah. But you got somebody that calls you and wants to see a piece of property. You've got to go and look at yeah, it. You're in the truck and you're on you're on ground walking that same property, uh, but showing people land that they may want to buy or land they need to sell. And the only thing that's similar between you know hunting that day and working that day is I'm still wearing an orange vest just in case. That's right. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, and you know I don't mind that at all. Cal doesn't mind that at all. None of us mind sacrificing a day in the woods to 
to help somebody in this business because we enjoy it that much. Well, and I, I appreciate y'all taking the time to you know come over and speak with us here at the show. But we definitely want to get you guys on for a, you know an extended talk over your background because that's really what we are. As much as we'd like to talk about the main focus of what it is, we want to tell the background story, especially for people here in Georgia, because we've got a broad outreach. There may be people that hear the show and they want to get that outreach to you guys. So we'd definitely love to talk to yeah, you guys. Absolutely, y'all just let us know. We're easy to get a hold of. I'm sure you are. <laughs> hey, you got to be in y'all's line of business. That's right. so. Do y'all do financing through Whitetail Properties? They don't have, have outside a, lenders. We have outside lenders. Most of the stuff that I deal with, uh, I'll give them a plug. It's Ag South. And they specialize in ag and land loans. Uh, and that's who I deal with the most in my territory. Let me ask you this, because I bought a piece of property here a couple of years ago. I know it's hard to hear me over this. But I had to put 35% down on raw land. How often does that does that change from place to place and state to state, if that makes sense? A lot of times when you're a bank lending on raw land, they don't see it as as much of an asset as a house. So they're yeah. going to require a higher down payment, and they're, most of the time it's a higher interest rate than a typical mortgage. For I, that simple fact that the bank doesn't want to get stuck with a piece of land, they feel like they can't move it as fast. Right. And, and that's why we, you know, we, we recommend whether, you know, uh, Cal just mentioned Ag South, there's others that specialize in land, that specialize in farm and recreational property. We always recommend to our clients, work with someone like that that understands the appraisals of land. It's different than the bank on the corner in the suburbs that's doing, you know, traditional mortgages. They just don't get, they just don't always understand right. the value of that. So working with a, a lender that specializes in it is the way to go. Well, and the reason I was asking that is if you can, I don't know if the, any percentages are different throughout state to state because I bought my land at 35%. A friend of mine, he bought a little bit more acreage and he only had to put 20% down. Yeah. Now he was with the credit union, so I didn't know. 20% is what we seem to see most common. Yeah, yeah, 20% down, and then, you know, your terms are really flexible right now. I mean, money's flowing, and yeah. interest yeah. rates are oh, low, yeah, it and it's amazing. Like, right now, if anybody out there is listening and they've been thinking about it, they're on the fence, like, is now the time? Let me tell you, from a financial standpoint and access to funding, now's the time. It's the heyday of mortgage, you know, mortgages for land right now. It's a great time to be looking well, a lot of people may look at buying a piece of property, especially in Georgia, that has timber value on it. If you buy an older stand of ground that hasn't been logged, they may be able to buy that land and pay right back to themselves on yeah. it by selling the timber on it. Right. Or you buy a row crop ground in the Midwest that they can you may lease out the farming rights or put it into CRP. There's all different kinds of programs, and I think the knowledge basis that people need to understand, there's ways of doing this. Mm-hmm. You just got to get in the eyes of guys like you to understand it. Yeah, I mean, you buy a hundred... 100 acres of a timber property. It's got growing, you know, loblolly pines on it. Now you don't just have a place to hunt. You got a business. You've That's got right. a timber company of your own that you can sustain and you can have income events, you know, every 15 years or so, uh, cutting some of that timber. Yep. And by the way, every time you drive your F 150 down to hunt one day, that's a write off because you got to go check your trees. So there's a lot of benefits See looking there? at this from a business ownership standpoint and setting yourself up. And that's conversations we we can help with we always recommend you talk to your tax man to get the, the full right. details yep, yep. but uh but we can help get that conversation started yeah and that's the big thing that i see in the midwest is is a lot of people will buy a piece of ground with a lot of row crop on it row crop ground's expensive because you've got agriculture on there but you get into a crp program over a 10 or a 15 20 year period you're paying yourself back for that loan that you've got 
and you may even make a little bit of money depending on like the interest rates are right, right. now. So, and then you get out in the west, you got to look into mineral rights, water there you rights. Go. Yep. Um, some of these people, they don't even they'll buy a piece of land and they don't even have the hunting rights to it. They don't even own it. You have to look into that. And yeah. out in wow. the west, they do that completely different than they do here in the south. And that's that's the good thing about the network that you guys have. Y'all can put it into place and a person that understands all those aspects of it before it Correct. gets in. Correct. It's exciting, man. That's I love crazy. it. I, so I watched you, you guys buy, for years. So you can buy a piece of property in the Midwest and not even own the hunting rights to it. I know out in out west Colorado, a lot of places you don't even own the hunting rights on some of those places. You wow. have to look into the fine details. You don't have the water rights. You don't have the mineral rights. You just own the surface. Well, wouldn't that make wow. you mad about opening day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, be sitting exactly. there. Oh, you can't even hunt here. You got to know what you're getting into, and yeah. and that's that's the part of being a land specialist. And in your territory, you know the ins and outs. And I feel I trust anybody in our company all the way across the country. That's awesome. Well, like I said, guys, we appreciate y'all taking the time to come over and speak with us, and uh, we'll exchange numbers and get set, get, you know get hooked back up. We'll do a full show so we can get. In studio, do a Zoom call, whatever it may be, so we can everybody can hear and they can understand those aspects Absolutely. of it. Maybe even bring in one of those Midwest guys yeah, to teach these Georgia <laughs> yeah, boys sure. how to hunt them. So. Yeah, sure. All right, everybody. Appreciate hey, boys talking yeah. about. Mid- Thank y'all for Midwest, having us. Uh, the Whitetail Properties guys, you know, they've been doing it long enough. If you need anything with land, if you got any questions about it, I promise you reach out to them. They'll be more than happy to talk to you. So y'all check them out over what's y'all's website? whitetailproperties.com and they can find you on all the social media platforms I'm sure as well I'm sure y'all know that Facebook, Instagram all of them so check them out there if you get a chance and uh, we appreciate y'all's time thank you guys alright I'm here live with little John Parker what's up buddy can you tell everybody your name talk in the microphone what's your name uh oh he done got bashful now what's what's your name what's your first name is it Bryson? Braxton. Braxton. What's wrong, Braxton? I'm scared. Here, let me turn that down a little bit. How about that? How about that? Is that better? Is that better? Can you hear better? Hey, Braxton. Braxton. Can you tell everybody, can you say talk about it outdoors? You want you done? <laughs> All right, we're live here at the GON Outdoor Blast with Mr. Gavin Bryan. And Gavin, you uh, you just competed in a little bit of a turkey calling competition, didn't you? Yes, sir. Did you have fun? Yes, sir. Tell me how long you've been doing turkey hunting competition calling. Or just guess how long you've been doing it. For a couple of years? As long as I'm, I've known four, four years. Four years. Do you like doing that? Yes, sir. What's your favorite part about it? Hanging out with me. Hanging out with you. That Ooh. can't be your favorite part now. Hunter ain't that fun to hang out with, is he? Competing with di- um, with different pe- pe- people that are old, older and young, younger than me. You like whooping up on them older guys? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, how old are you? Um, eight. I mean, nine. Nine year old out there. I mean, whooping up on them good from what I heard. He now, beat you, me. Well, I yeah. think that don't take yeah. a whole lot. He beat Hunter today, which that's... Now, do you like to actually hunt turkeys too? Yes, sir. How many have you killed? But if you got to think about it, it's a bunch of them. Somewhere in the teens. Somewhere in the teens, you shoot them with a fourteen or a twenty gauge. Twenty. Twenty gauge. I start the first turkey I killed was with the four fourteen. All right. Now, do you like turkey hunting? Yes, sir. You like to deer hunt? Yes, sir. You like to deer hunt too? He's done killed a deer already this year. Golly. Was it was it South Carolina youth youth season? 
South Carolina youth season already hammered on a deer in 2021. Were you already ahead of most of these boys at this show? You know that, right? Yes, sir. Now, who? Tell me a little bit about that hat you're wearing. Who? Who is that hat um, you're wearing? It's the K KT team. KT team. Who is the KT? Do you know KT? Um, I know him, but not, but not that good. Not that good. Well, I bet if I called KT right now and ask him, I bet he knows who you are. <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, Nick, what do you got to ask? Hey, I got a question for you. Get up there close to that mic. Okay. Did you already complete your Grand Slam in turkeys? Yes, sir. You did? Yes, sir. Where's the first one you killed? What state? Um, The first one I killed was South South Carolina. Then where'd you go? Um, Can Kansas, Nebraska, and Florida. Oh, wow. How was that? Good. Which one was your favorite state? Kansas. Yeah. What do you think about today when you was during that call, uh, calling competition when you got to beat Hunter? Kind of excited. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter, what do you think? I don't know, man. It's them little ones whooping up on you. Them little ones whooping up on you. That hurts so every once in a while, but that's what happens when you mess up, ain't it? Yep. So. Do you like using the slate call or the box call better? I like I like to use the um. The box call, yeah. The slate and the glass, yeah. You you use a mouth call also? No, sir. No. Have you tried it? I've tried. Yeah. But I can't. Yeah. I can't. It'll get come. It. I'm sure it'll come around for you. You need to get yeah. you. You need to get you one of them trumpets, don't you? You got yes, one yet? Yes, no. Sir. Well. You need to get a hold. Of, need to get a hold of uh, uh, one of them trumpets. Mark and learn how to play it. Yeah. Get one of Marks. That'd be, a, that'd be a lot of fun to play, wouldn't it? Yes, sir. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to most about this deer season? Are you going to get out and hunt some more? Um, I'm looking for, for this deer, deer season to kill a big buck. You think you're going to get on a big one? I'm going to try. And then after deer season's over with, the real fun starts for you, don't it, when you yes, get to chase sir. those longbeards? Yes, sir. Well, I, I, Nick always asks a couple of questions, so I'm going to let him ask you a couple of questions, okay? So, Mr. Okay. Nick, you want to ask him a couple of questions? Yeah. What, what advice would you give somebody young that wanted a turkey call for? Um, I would say never never give up. boy. Attaboy. boy. Good answer. What are you thankful for? My parents, um, all, um, my, my siblings, my family, and my friends. Yeah. Well, good answer, little man. I appreciate you coming over here and doing this. You're it means a lot to us. You're a well-versed and smart <laughs> young man, and I'm sure that, that comes from directly having good parents. So yes, sir. We, we appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us. Hey, listen now. Don't forget about us now when you get up there at the Grand Nationals and call in one day. We want to get the – well, you got to give us the first interview, okay? Okay. Uh, are you going to Nashville this year? We're going if to – If they have it. If, if they have it, we're going. Yeah. Well, good. I hope you do good. When's your next When's your next calling competition? I don't really know. You don't know? Well, we appreciate you coming on. Hunter, you got anything to add? Not really. You still, still licking your wounds? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know what know. the best part about this whole thing is? It's the quietest he's been all day. You whooped up on him and made him be quiet for once. He's been quiet this much. He, he's been talking all that smack, and you yeah. done whooped up on him. So congratulations. But we thank you for taking your time to come over and talk with us, okay? We look forward to watching you in the future. You got an Instagram? No. I guess you can't have that yet, can you? Well, 
You'll well, get it one day. We'll, we'll work on mom, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, I appreciate you coming on and being with us, okay? We look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, All buddy. Right. Thank you. All right, everybody, day three at the GON Outdoor Blast in Emerson, Georgia. Man, what a week it's been. It's been a great time this weekend. We've had an amazing opportunity to speak with Mr. Wade from Apex Competitions, the Million Dollar Buck Bash. He's brought along one of his guys with him today, and uh, it's going to be a good time. We're going to kick it off this morning by talking to these guys. They're actually a show sponsor uh, of the GON Outdoor Blast this year, and it's been an opportunity. We did a show with them about five weeks ago, and we got introduced to what Apex Competitions is, and uh, he's got a surprise that we actually talked a little bit about on our show. But, Mr. Wade, we thank you for taking your time to come and be with us this morning. Good morning, guys. Good to be here. Yeah, like you said, we're a, a title sponsor here at the show. We're excited to be here. And uh, we're going to share a little surprise with you at the end of your, your program. All right, all right. Well, you've brought a gentleman with you here that uh, we weren't fortunate enough to speak with last time. J.D. Hans, he's our uh, operations director. And, uh, yes, he's a big part of our um, – operation and our successes well jd you want to introduce yourself tell us a little bit about where you're from yeah yeah absolutely um like wade said um uh operations director and um i'm originally from minnesota okay um, did a lot of hunting up there mostly um archery yeah uh, got uh addicted to that big time and uh met wade in nashville i moved to nashville in uh, 2014. Was you a country music singer first? Is that why you moved to Nashville? Uh, I, I moved there to write songs, actually. That's awesome, yep. man. Everyone's a country music singer in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been a time or two there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not, definitely not a good singer, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, um, met him uh, at a, a cabinet company that I was working for down there right when I moved. And we uh, just started working together on a few projects and uh, really started to focus in on Apex. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about where Apex has started and where it's going, in your opinion. I know Mr. Wade shared a lot of his thoughts on the beginnings and where it's headed, but what, in your mind, has been one of the biggest growth things? Um, well, it's just great with how much effort and time we've put into it over the last couple of years to work these shows like this and right. talk to people and hear that excitement. Absolutely. Because, you know, when, when we started talking about it originally, we had that same excitement. And then, you know, it just kind of gets long hours and all that kind of stuff. That's right. And it's a, it's a lot of work, but it's good to talk with real hunters and hear the excitement. But in my opinion, it started out as, you know, we just wanted to create a platform where people could compete and share their hunts and all that kind of stuff. But I think that we're going to end up turning into our, our website. will turn into a platform where a lot of people come just to view other people's hunts from either their state or across the across the country. Well, I think one thing that stood out to me when you watch the videos that you guys do and anything that you share on social media, the, the, the atmosphere of videoing has changed so much from a production standpoint. People don't necessarily care about that anymore, and they're going away from that mindset where they don't want to see full-blown production. They want to see that real raw stuff right. that they can really relate to. And through this platform that you guys are doing, you're able to share those little small pieces of hunts, whether it's two, three minutes of action, send it to your directing team, and they can put it together and compile those where I could go online and watch it. And I can really relate to that stuff as a consumer and as a hunter that spends his time out in the woods just like all these other guys do. You got it. That's, a, that's exactly correct. And learning from one another, um, yep. see how they had their camera set up in that situation. Um, just really looking to, I think, a, a really 
tight-knit and um, uh, I don't know what you would call it, um, a tight-knit uh, hunting community will, right. will end up spawning from what we're doing here. Well, I think with the, the, the booth and everything that you set up, and Mr. Wade and I spoke about that on the last show, that it's got such a dynamic concept to it. And when we saw you guys and met you in Alabama and seeing what you've done here in Georgia, and it's, it's really gave a, a really comfort feel. And it's got that flair to it where people want to walk in, they want to see what's going on, and it catches your eye. And we've had people come by, and they're like, man, that Apex booth over there. Do you see they got hardwood floors down? You know, they got their TV going and everything, the lights, the studio performance. And I think that whole scope of it, as Mr. Wade said, it brings with it the title, the Million Dollar Buck competition, and it brings it in, and, and it gives you a, a feel that, hey, there's an opportunity here for me to do something great. Yes, and importantly for us, it's to show the hunters and the uh, and the people here at the show that this platform is set up and designed to bring a certain uh, flair That's right. to the whitetail world. So yeah. we want people to be on stage. We want them to be, when we hopefully next year when we're here, well, we will be here because we'll be another sponsor here next year. But when we have our competition in Georgia this year and we're here at this particular venue giving away our checks to the uh, qualifying hunters, yep. that that booth, and, along with the expansions and improvements we make to it for next year, we just want them to feel special, that this is a special opportunity for them. The cool thing about it is it's not a, it's not a raffle. It's not a, you know, a chance <coughs> drawing. You're really putting yourself in a position to, to win for yourself, and it's an equal opportunity playing field because it's public land, it's private land. You take out those scenarios where people can only hunt on private land and take them and put them into a position where it's an equal playing field across the board. There's no way you can cheat the system because – systematically you're building a camera just like we talked about that's time stamped and it makes those analytics where you can read into what each person is doing and it takes away the chance of someone being able to cheat the system and that's the cool thing for it to be that way you got contests that are out there that others are doing that you know it allows you to get in a chance to win a big buck contest but in this scenario you're really not only capturing that hunt and able to make it a memory, like we said, mount the memories for the future. You got a video you can show all your buddies that could potentially land you in a competition and win you some cash. Exactly, because a big part of it is protecting the hunters for us. That's mm-hmm. that's one of our main focuses. Whenever you have big prize purses involved in anything, we all know there's, you know, there's just a few of them out there that are going to try to cheat the system. That's right. So our number one goal in everything that we do by design is to protect our apex hunters. That's right. And there's other competitions out there, like you said, Alex, but and we support them as well. And there's great fellowship community there with those competitions yep. and with that, you know, joining of um, uh, hunters. But uh, we feel like with our prize purse and the amount of money that we put out. Obviously, the camera is the the glue factor. That's right. To maintain integrity all the way through our competitions. Well, I'm gonna bring my old, uh, my old partner in crime here, Nicholas, <laughs> up and let him ask the the all dying question that we've all been wondering about, and uh, see what the future holds for the next step of Apex. Well, I got one more question before we do that. What um, how's it been so far in Georgia for you guys? This the first show for you guys first, in Georgia. First show in Georgia. Georgia's a live competition here for 2021, along with Tennessee. You know, the numbers are growing every day. Uh, we're still even in the preseason of things at this point, and it's important that hunters know they can join all through the season. Right, there's so, no deadline, yep. No deadline at all other than the uh, day before the end of the season. So, um, as typical, we're all, we're all guilty of this. People tend to wait to the last moment right. to, to get involved in just about anything. But, 
you know, we're, our goal here for Georgia, Tennessee, our active states is uh, our hunters are going to enjoy this experience and they're going to be uh, excited to get back in the woods after they get their first harvest on the ground. I just hope that he asks us to come. Maybe we, maybe he'll introduce the old mouth of the South and let him MC it for the. If, if I don't win, maybe he'll maybe he'll let me get up there and talk a little bit. For I enjoy him. that. I enjoy <laughs> that. Absolutely. Oh me. Um, I probably should know the number, but if anybody wants any other information on this, let's listen to this podcast. I think they can go back. Is it fifty one or fifty two? Yeah, fifty two. And they can listen to everything that Mr. Wade brings. Um, so you have something new for the springtime. We do. I'm going to let J.D. introduce that. <laughs> Let's go, J.D. There's a big buzz about this around us. Well, we, we've, you asked kind of how it started and where we expect it to grow as well. And the entire time it has been planned on creating a community that we can keep involved in 12 months out of the year. Yep. Um, and with that being said, we're in the spring of 2022, we're going to add a layer um, to where we're, we're putting on an event for turkeys. Boom, baby. There it is. A little turkey in the apex. To be continued on that? Like so. I think yeah. that needs to be an episode. Yeah, I think we should do a full episode on that, J.D. We'll have to get you on we a Zoom call. Dang, dang Can, kind of, kind of leave a carrot dangling the there? I don't know. In approximately 10 minutes, the show well, that's been a buzz about us this weekend. It's been, hard, it's been hard to get over that microphone. Yeah, I don't I'll even bet. think we've got one that loud, but... Mr. Wade, what, what the biggest thing for me is, is seeing the, the way that you guys are, are building on this competition and seeing it grow. I know the gentlemen like J.D. that you have working for you have an, an adaptable passion to it that want to see this thing carry on to the future. And I think you're surrounding yourself with an amazing team of people that you're partnering up with in the industry. We are uh, very fortunate to have played a small role in being able to introduce our listeners to this competition. And it's been a great buzz. We hear a lot of people calling us and asking us questions about it. We hope that we can continue to generate buzz for that because it's a fun thing, and I want to see more and more of those people get into that filming side of it myself. We appreciate that, Alex. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Um, I would like to do a full podcast on the turkey if you guys don't mind. We can get in a little bit more depth because we'll stand here and probably talk for 30, 45 minutes, <laughs> yeah. and we know we ain't got time. Absolutely. It's opening in yeah. 10 minutes. But um, is there any kind of package deal that somebody could purchase right now if they were going to do the deer and turkey, the upcoming turkey season? We, we don't currently have that available. Okay. We, we still have to uh, work through some details on okay. um, the requirements and all that kind of stuff. But um, our, our websites um, won't take much work to get the, the turkey into but things. But the beauty of that, like J.D. was saying, is people that are in our Whitetail Challenge this year, for the 2020, yep. they already have all the equipment other than some supplement accessories that we'll be able to ship to them with their turkey entry. So uh, the price point's a whole lot easier for them at that point, and it just gives them another connection. And I think it was Georgia a three-bird state? Was. Two, now it's a two-bird. Two. Two bird. They yeah. cut, that, so cut our legs off yeah. that last, this last time on that. So last thing, it's, this is going to start spring of 2022. That's our goal. No, yes. fall, no fall turkey hunting this, this time. Right. Exactly. Okay. No. okay. All right. And that'll be something interesting because Georgia just changed from a three-bird to a two-bird, and you can't hunt on public land. Is it the first two weeks of season you have I to hunt? I believe it's the first two days or something like that. Alabama went from five to four. And there's a lot of changes lot that have happened in the southeast so. that we've covered. We'll iron all that out. We know shows. deer season's upon us right now. Right, we'll, right. We'll iron that deer out. season is upon us, Nick, <laughs> and I cannot wait to see it. You better go over and check out what Apex has got going on. You better see what they got. Get your camera. If you got a big buck on camera or if you got maybe a surprise out there for people that don't know what's going on, you better get that camera because 
you could potentially win a million bucks if you kill a state record. And I know some of our listeners yes. have yeah. got that chance. We've, we've seen some pictures, but but also just completing our requirements and getting on the board could mean a big big result. Absolutely, well. yeah. And right now, J.D., I was going to mention, before, um, what is it, October 1st, anyone that goes out and likes our social media platforms, yep. they're entered into an auto drawing to possibly win a, uh, a brand new Raven. R29 at that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the big daddy Raven. Yeah, I mean, it's the not the big daddy. It's actually the little daddy. Yeah. That baby's little, <laughs> tight, and compact. Yeah, so. that's my favorite. Even if you're looking into getting into self-filming, it's if you want to do it, it's a good route to go to. Yep. You cannot beat that camera for the for that, price. For that price, and you're entering in to win money, no-brainer. Yeah, just if something you want to try, I promise you, you're not going to find a better package deal and an opportunity than what you're going to get with Apex. So continue to follow them on social media. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on uh, Instagram. You can check them out on their website. Or you can go back and listen to our episode that we did with Mr. Wade. And uh, it was a fun night for him. He got to listen to a couple of Georgia boys <laughs> ramble for an hour anyway. So, But we appreciate y'all taking y'all's time to come and speak with us this morning. Absolutely. Thank All you. Right. Thank Thanks, you. guys. All right, we're still back here live at the GON Outdoor Blast. we got a great morning and a great day ahead of us. It is Sunday, and it is going to be a fun one. Recap on the day yesterday, what an amazing time it was to meet everyone we did. We got some new followers along to the podcast. We got some great friends that we met. They were reaching out to us last night. But this morning, we are – are we – I don't know what we are. Spit it out. I don't know what we are. Are we uh, graced with the presence of – the man himself, um, uh, Mr. Caleb Wilson, oh, yes, right. uh, from Pine Thicket Outdoors, and uh, what is the name of his? Is it Wilson's? Oh, it's <laughs> Caleb's it's European Mounts. Mounts. Yep. Uh, if you hadn't already, go follow this guy along. European Mounts in Canton, Georgia. He got the best price. He does great quality, and he'll get them back to you fast because he ain't got a big building. He's got to get them out of it. That's so, right. That's right. Caleb, what's been the biggest takeaway from you from the from the show this weekend? Have you had a good time? I've had a great time. We. Done a lot of good uh, sales this weekend. I mean, who are you with selling uh, for? Pistol Creek. Who who is the proprietor of Pistol Creek Game Calls? Who John Browning. John Browning. Yep. He he's out of Delonica. He's got a cabinet shop. We make all the calls up there, and they're all custom made. Hot calls and box calls. We got mouth calls that are custom made. Uh, Chris Hedrich makes some. Uh, Clint Flips got 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 a few, and. Uh, there's some good calls. I mean, come check us out. Yeah, who was the guy that was at y'all's booth yesterday? I think he competed in a turkey calling contest. Uh, was it uh, Mr. Hunter Young? Don't he run a pistol creek? <laughs> yep, Hunter, Hunter Young and Chris both competed yesterday for us. That yeah, was pretty cool. The first ever Yona Invitational. Uh, Mr. Donald was kind enough earlier in the weekend to come over and tell us a little bit about that and what they were doing with it. So, kudos to you guys for for making a quality product. These guys like to run. I know you go. I know you've had success, and Tyler has oh, yeah. as well with yeah. it. With it, so yeah, y'all need to come by too and check out uh, Tony Ryder. He's got the homemade long bows and uh, recurve bows that he does. Everything, the quivers, the arrows, the bow, everything's homemade. So, Does he sell that anywhere else other than shows? Does he have a um, store that he sells them out of? He's got a website. You can go online and check them out and everything. He's got a Facebook page. You go on there and check them out. And uh, he'll post pictures of all the people that's bought bows from him with their kills and stuff. Right. And uh, You go on there, all the bows he's got at the show is actually people's bows that he's built for people. They've let them have them back to have them at the show. Awesome. And you come over there, tell them what you want. He'll do your draw length, measure you out, and he'll 
build whatever you want. So and it's and from my understanding, pretty reasonably priced for what it. Oh getting. yeah, for what it is. I mean, they're beautiful, beautiful bows. So I mean, if you didn't catch it on the live we did this morning, Nick went live this morning on Facebook and we we introduced them a little bit and showed them off some. So yeah, they are beautiful. So well, they had a Pistol Creek guy finish in the top three twice yesterday. Hunter Young in the Hunter division, he finished third. In the open, he finished behind Michael Stovall and um, Greg Wolf. Craig Wolf, sorry. Yeah, and we, we so. had a great time with that. And I know, Nick, you competed in it yesterday. And First time. What, what an experience. What, what was that experience like for you? Well, N- I nervous? Went, I went first. Yeah, I went first and last because I drew first and I drew my last number. Um, it, was, it My nerves was bad. My nerves was bad. I was – my back got to hurting for whatever reason. <laughs> you but got it, tensed up so bad. It, it was good. It was. I'm glad I got up there and done it. Um, it lights another fire in me. What can I say? That's a lot of lot of future uh, competitions <laughs> yeah. uh, for you, and I hope you continue down that pathway. Well, Caleb, I want to be the first to thank you and Tyler and, and everything that y'all have done to support us. Y'all been a continued, you know, support for us from the very beginning. And, oh, yeah. you know, we've shot bows together for years. We've hunted yeah. together and we've spent a lot of time together outside of these joint ventures that we're on now. And the growth that you guys are starting to see and what you guys are continuing to do. Nick and I can't thank you enough for what y'all continue to do to support us. We yeah. we talk about y'all all the time. Y'all may not think so, but yeah, we, we talk we, about y'all too. You know, we, <laughs> we know everybody about y'all. So. We, we hear about it and, you know, and we see you guys sharing stuff and tagging us and stuff. And that's that's the thing for us is seeing, you know, a couple old hometown crews to get, coming together and yeah. doing stuff. And uh, we're sure. going to have to get you over to the studio and have you in the basement one day. We can chat a while. Oh, yeah. Got any big deer tied out? Uh, not yet. You got a new bow this year, didn't you? I did get a new bow. I got a new Elite that I'm trying to get dialed in. There you go. So, Yeah, we, me and Alex talk. Me and Cody and Alex all talk. And y'all just continue to support us, man. So we really do appreciate appreciate you too, Tyler. Yep. And Zach, he ain't here. But. <laughs> yeah, Zach ain't here. I think he's going to come back this afternoon. And he, fly, he flies in like the wind. He just comes in on the ride, and then he goes on about his way. So, well, yeah. Alex, what was your takeaways from yesterday? My biggest takeaway from yesterday was gaining all the new followers. Um, you know, meeting people and, and the smiling faces. You know, Donald said that the first day. We were able to, you know, talk about the – the idea that people have been locked at home for the last few years, and, and it is the last few years now, it's almost a two-year mark now that we face COVID and the lockdown. And so the future of it and seeing what we've been able to do with that has been a big experience for me and seeing folks back out. There's been a buzz about people's happiness. Right. Um, and just like they said this morning in church, that it was uh, we, we had an amazing church service here at the show this morning. I know you were there as well, yep. Caleb. And, Though I, the word was to stay in the game, and I think that's where for all of us. We need to stay in the game and stay the course, and I think we'll continue to grow this thing in a positive light. I like that church service too, and what I took out of it was listening to that st- small, still voice. Yeah. Get get yourself out of the way and listen to that voice and follow that passion, that dream, whatever it may be, and go do it. Yep. And, and just, I got to give a shout-out to our one and only – a1 salesman over there, Mr. Cody Wise. That was a big takeaway. Cody's, Cody's been priming the phone. I mean, he's been going back and well, forth. Well, look at him. He's a poster boy. He looks like he's going on assembly line right now. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I appreciate everything he's done this weekend, and it's been a lot of fun. So, But like I said, Caleb, we can't thank you enough, and thanks for coming over and talking with us for a little bit. And yep. uh, we'll be seeing you boys all day. All righty. All right, man. Nicholas, who is joining us but the man himself – Mr. Hunter Farrier from the Spring Legion. He joined us for a little bit of a, uh, I guess, a takeaway from his own booth he's got across the way over here. You you spent some uh, extended time talking to him yesterday. When I met Hunter, it was through Kyle Lewis from the Full Draw Assassins. He came by and told us to go by and check him in and uh, 
Uh, imagine that. We get the, the audience going every already time. every time we get fired up. But, Hunter, we appreciate you taking the time to come over and speak with us this morning. Absolutely, guys. I really appreciate you all having me on for, for a second and, and enjoy talking with you all yesterday and, and kind of experiencing the, uh, the trade show experience together. Yeah. Is this your – this is your how many – uh, trade shows you've done? This is number two. We number did two. one more in Mississippi a couple of weeks ago, and, and um, yeah, so this is this is our second go at it, still figuring about as much out as we did at the first try. What was the biggest thing that you took away from the first time to this time? Mm, probably not to um, stress as badly, because last time I had this old plan in my mind of like how the booths are going to be set up, how everything's going to go, and, and the way we're going to go throughout the processes of purchases through online and syncing all the the, uh, the point of sale stuff and, and you get there and everything changes within the first five minutes so this time I'm my plan was to show up and, and take it from there and just have a good time with it yeah and, and, and enjoy meeting the people and not you know not worry about selling stuff it's, it's more so the, the connections you're making the networking you do and, and meeting that's guys right. like y'all that's right well and I know that you know when I first walked up to you you're, you're, you're very inviting as far as the person that you are and coming from Mississippi being in the <laughs> south like we are it's easy you know get along with guys but for me, the the biggest takeaway I took from speaking with you is you've written a book already. Right. And seeing that sitting there, and you're not, how old are you? 28. So you're right about our age, and, and mm-hmm. seeing you've already got a published piece of work is, I'll be honest with you, it was kind of awe-inspiring to me because something I've always aspired to do, and seeing you already taking that and done it, it was pretty neat. And I know Nick's already picked up a copy of that. and one, well, I can't wait to catch it from him. I'm going to borrow it from him have to read it. <laughs> Good deal. I definitely appreciate that. And it's it's been a, a wild ride since since it was published and, and just kind of going about the, 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 I wouldn't say repercussions, but the aftermath of having a, a book published and, and the, the connection it has to the brand. And, and this, um, it, it's fun uh, explaining to people that haven't seen it. Being from Mississippi, a lot of people you know locally have either heard about it or gotten a copy. Right. And, and here, a lot of people are seeing it for the first time or hearing about it for the first time. And, you know, that's, that's a cool new wave of people getting to talk to Turkey about. That's awesome. Well, awesome. I, I know Nick's excited for a, a future endeavor or a future episode to get with you. And, and, you know, you've had a podcast for an extended period of time now. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Right. Yeah, it's the, it's the Spring Legion podcast. Um, and it's uh, me and my, my buddy uh, Austin who kind of helped you know kind of founded the company along with each other made the first hats together and and kind of went about the first uh trial and error phases uh with me and, and he co-hosts it and he asked some some good questions and he kind of deals with the listeners on on some stuff they might want to hear and we run a few polls on instagram at our instagram at spring legion and and kind of answer as many as we can and then, and then we try to get you know as many relevant guests we can especially in the off season you know when people right. are, are not traveling as much and and hunting as much is a little easier to get a hold of people that are just in the turkey hunting industry and, and just talk turkey with it and you know between different organizations like NWTF and Turkeys for Tomorrow and and all that good stuff just just picking the brains of some gurus and, and getting the the rundown on, on new things hitting the market and, and new legislation and stuff like that you know just anything to do with the wild turkey we want to you know find out a little bit more about it for our listeners. So when you set out to write that book, how long did it take you to write it? Fourteen days. Fourteen. Whole quarantine. <laughs> that's that's amazing. How long does it take most people to write a book on average? You think? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> probably a year, year or two. Maybe. I would say. Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, I've been working on one since I was fifteen. <laughs> I'm thirty five, so twenty years that, worth. That's, that's impressive, man. And like I told you yesterday, we want to get you on. Maybe we'll do a kind of a. Um, we we'll do a podcast with you. You do a podcast with us, yeah. whatever, and uh, we'll set that up and maybe get it closer to springtime, oh, and yeah. uh, to help one another out and um, push anything we can, man. We we'd be here to help you and anything Absolutely. we can do for you. Let us know. And I appreciate you coming over here and 
Who's and, the Who's the guy for for you, Hunter? That kind of sets the bar in the turkey hunting industry. Who is Who is that one guy that you not maybe not expire to be or or um, that look up to as an idol or idolize? But who's that one guy that's at the upper echelon for you right now? Who? I don't. I I feel guilty saying anybody but my dad. I'd say still uh, just thinking back about the uh, turkey hunting with him as a. As a kid, and then as he got older and was able to take, you know, handle taking three brothers, not just just one, and then being able to turn one loose, being myself, and and not worry about where I was done run off to chasing a gobbler. That hopefully staying within the the ranks of our own property, right. and, and then while he was tending to the other two little brothers, and and somehow managed to keep killing turkeys. So I, I mean, that's pretty it's a great answer. To me. I mean, and that's to me, that's you know the answer I probably was looking for and didn't know mm-hmm. that I was looking for. You tell, hey, you tell he does a podcast the other way he speaks. He's, he's quick on the trigger. That's right. Yeah, and I got two questions I always ask people, but yeah. I'm not going to ask them to you on here. All right. So we'll save them. Go save yeah, them for the good show. We'll save yeah. them, man. But I really do appreciate you coming over here and doing this real quick. And I know you got to get back to your booth, so. Absolutely, fellas. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, Hunter, like Nick said, it's it's uh, it's it's fun to meet, and and the passion that you exude is definitely something that we we try to express ourselves. And we've got a saying we always say that good people find good people, mm-hmm. and I, I honestly believe that. So we look forward to working with you in the future. And uh, hey, maybe we'll come down to the Delta and try to get on one of them birds down <laughs> there. We, Mississippi's added to the list. There, I told so. him. I, I told him we'd trade Georgia out for Mississippi if he wants to. All day. <laughs> All day, man. Well, we appreciate your time, and we'll be talking soon. Absolutely, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. All right, everybody. G-O-N Outdoor Blast 2021. We're here at the closeout ceremonies. I guess you'll call it a ceremony because the man from Tifton, Georgia, the big buck killer himself. Logan, you came over, and you won it, and how excited are you to have done that? I'm I'm truly astonished. I'm blessed, first of all, and it couldn't have worked out any better, honestly. Yeah, you yeah. said you sold your truck, what, yes, last sir, week? I sold my truck last week, and I was driving my grandma's, or my grandpa's old truck. He died when I was in, like, 12. I've been driving this truck, looking for me something else, and I came up here, and it's just a blessing, like I said. Did you ever think you'd win? I, 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 honestly, no, sir. I didn't. What, what got you here to the truck, Buck? Uh, What'd you kill? Uh, I shot a 168-inch 12-point in Ben Hill County. Ben Hill, where is Ben Hill County? Ben Hill County is... It, it's right over there by, like, Irwin County and Tiff County. All okay. Over that side. Yes, sir. What, I mean, what, that, what's it been like this whole journey this weekend? It's been a, a dream come true, I'll tell you that. I went, came here last night, my mom and my dad, we went to the Jason Aldean uh, concert in Atlanta. We had Hardy. He came out there first and sang. We watched that. Came back last night and woke up this morning, came over here. It's been, I mean, it's been one of the best weekends of my life, I'll tell you what that. What an awesome, awesome. How old are you? I'm 19. 19 years yeah, old. Win a brand new Chevrolet truck. Was you a Chevy man before? I've never. I've only. I've only ever driven a Ford. That's all. I've well, at least you, was, you was a good man. You <laughs> was a good truck. Was that, you got a good truck. Was man. that a bow kill or a gun kill? That was a gun kill. That was the second time I'd ever hunted that deer with my bow, and I actually, uh, I was, I accepted a bid from a fraternity at the college I was at last year, and the pledge shit was supposed to start that Friday, and I dropped my bid on that Thursday. I came back home Thursday afternoon. I killed him Friday morning. So if I would have gone through with that fraternity, I, I wouldn't be standing right here today. Well, what kind of gun did you get win from GON for that? 6.5 Creedmoor. Oh, yeah? Yes, sir. Have awesome. you used it yet? I have not. I haven't picked it up yet. I'm going to this week. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ain't it awesome how God's plan oh, all comes together? I'll tell you what, I, I, right when I woke up this morning, the first thing I did was get on my knees, and I sat there the whole, every, after, after every round, I was sitting there praying. Hey. My papa's my papa who died when I was 12 had his buck eye in my pocket so there too the whole entire time. That's hey awesome. man, you can't ask for it to be no better than that. That is that I'm is blessed. awesome. Yes, sir. Well, what's next for you? You gonna go after a bigger one next year? 
I'm, he's going to cruise around town right yeah. now. <laughs> yes, the future, the future starts now. Yes, well, sir. listen, we would love to have you back on on a phone call, change numbers with Nick sometime. We'd yes, love sir. to hear the full story on that buck. Yes, no, it's kind of a conglomerate here. We appreciate you taking your time. We know you want to go yes, over sir. and talk with everybody, but we definitely wanted to congratulate you on that. Yes, and we'd love it. to hear the full story on it in the future. Anytime y'all want, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk with y'all anytime. So. Man, very much. Thank you for coming over here. It means a lot to yes, us, sir. and uh, congratulations well, to you. Thank y'all for having me. I Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. All right, Nick, recap of the weekend. I know it's loud. You may not be able to hear what's going on, but we've had an amazing time at the GON Outdoor Blast for 2021. We've been set up with the SWI guys. We've had an amazing time with them hanging out at the booth. We've met some guys. We saw our buck down. Saw them here. Nose down guys have been with us all weekend. We've met them, talked to them for a good bit, and I can't, I can't, I can't go over it enough how many amazing people we've met. The, the wildlife properties guys, I mean, the, they've been great to talk to, and, I mean, just everybody we've been able to speak to. The excitement is, is full circle here. The buzz Again. around Talk About It Outdoors yes, has been now, big. That young man right there we're looking at, Logan Cross, Crossing? Yeah, Crossing, yeah. Yep. Man, what an excited kid. Yeah, what, a, what, a, what an excited kid. Chewing gum. <laughs> he is. He's wearing it out. He's wearing it out. And what an exciting time for him. So, like we said, we're going to go. Uh, we've been doing a giveaway all weekend. So, uh, the Instagram follow giveaway, we're going to announce it live right now. We'll call him on the way home. So, Nick, without further ado, if you want to shake those up real good, hold it up high, and I'll, uh, I'll draw it out. It's hard to hear in here. It's a big buzz going on. It's like a concert series going on around here. Hold it up high, hold it up high, hold Thank it up high. Thank everybody for coming out. Absolutely. Thank everyone for the continued support. All right, the winning ticket for the follows on Instagram is Haley Patrilia. No idea no who idea. you are, Haley, but we're going to give you a call. We'll let you know that you're the winner of that one. And uh, on our sold tickets, everyone that bought an item from us, we've got it going on. We're going to draw it out now. I'm going to let Nick draw it out. Cody's shaking it up right now. What do we got? Let's go. Let's go. Get us a good one. Brian. Brian Sudeth. Brian Sudeth. Sudeth. All right. We'll call Brian and let him know he's the winner of that. But um, what can you say? Been a great awesome weekend. Show. Great a lot, weekend. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. <clears throat> a lot of merchandise. And, you know, the, the I guess the biggest thing for us is our loyal supporters that came out to support us this weekend. The people that were already listening to the show, and I'm sure we've gained a lot more followers from that. So, Cody, takeaways for you. I'm, I think we learn a lot. We know what to do next time, and it was an awesome experience just getting to talk to everyone, and the inner salesman come out in me. <laughs> it was he a did a fine job. Great was a good job. Time. And uh, thanks to Caden for all the work that he put into Absolutely. it, of course. So, Nick, takeaways for you. Um, you guys worked your tails off. I know I was out most of the day yesterday. I want to thank you all for working hard, and um, – I can't wait for the next show and can't wait to see the same faces again. I know we probably won't have the same family crowd and friends crowd if we go out of state, but for them to come out and support us like they did, man, hats off. Local to people showed up big time for us. Yeah, they did. So let's rock and roll. We got stuff to load. <laughs> yeah. Takeaways for me, just a great time seeing you competing in your first turkey calling competition. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to our entire team at Talk About It Outdoors. We're a family. We're growing. We're a growing family, and it's been a blessing to be here this weekend to see everyone come out and be with us. Southeast Wildlife Innovations can't thank these guys enough for uh, inviting us over, and uh, we got some amazing giveaways coming from them very soon. Stay tuned on it. But for everybody here at Talk About It Outdoors, we're signing off from the GON Outdoor Blast 2021. With remember, smile as you go, and don't forget to mount the memories.